Expecto Podronecast. Welcome to Mischief Managed Podcast, your recommended dose of Harry Potter nonsense straight into your ear hole. Sorry, George. For the discerning witch or wizard. And muggles. And squibs. No discriminations here. Well, no trolls. Fuck trolls. On today's episode, our topic is character to defend. And of course, our reoccurring segments brought to you by us nerds. Katie. Laura. Kate. And most importantly, me, Craig, seeing as I'm the only wizard among these witches. Now on with the show. Welcome back. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi. Kate's back. Hello. Laura's not sick. Yeah. We, all, we made it. <laughs> we yep. did it. We're all fully functioning adults. <laughs> I, uh, I refuse to listen to the last episode <laughs> just because of how I sounded. It's fine. No, you, it was kind of cute. It was adorable. Uh, I just am not over it yet, so. For me, the grief is too near. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my also God. This. The yeah. mucusy outro thing was... Uh, Fun to listen to multiple times, I'm sure. Ugh. Well, only you had to listen to it multiple times. Well, I'm, if anybody I'm guessing... else did, that's their choice. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we tricked them once. That was on us. <laughs> if they go back for seconds, that's on them. Yep, agreed. So we're sorry for making you listen to it once. <laughs> um, Laura has a very adorable small cat puddle, a perfectly round puddle-shaped cat on her lap. It's surrounded so nice. by blankets. <laughs> She's never sat on my lap during podcasting. I'm so excited. Oh, She's getting used to us, cat. maybe. I think it's just that it's very cold in here. Oh, and yes. the radiators aren't on yet, so she won't I abandon know. me for them for a little while, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be complaining about the cold uh, mm-hmm. sooner than you'd like. But right now, even though it was kind of rainy today, the temperature is just like, finally, <laughs> I can yeah, be really alive. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> It is. It's that perfect fall temperature where it's just like kind of cold enough that you're like i'm wearing a jacket and i don't sweat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, i still want some good solid like mid-20s during the day but i don't think we get that anymore like we yeah. like see you later over. 20 it's october never again nope. <laughs> laura we're 30 now i know <laughs> she's still hot, saying goodbye to 20. i just want my temperature yeah. 20s <laughs> two week old weather report it's it's almost cold and we're old it's it quite feels nice. very much like it did in the UK when we were there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do we want to pause and watch trailer or do we just want to go right into it and talk trailer? Does it make sense for the trailer to be like our meet your messers again? We yeah. can talk about the trailer and then right at the end just be like, my favorite part was this. My favorite part was this. Yeah. yeah. And my favorite part was this. Yeah. Then make it won't seem. Then or it won't seem do like we want to watch so all long. of the trailers in a row so we know sure. what's different about this one? Because I haven't seen any of them since, I guess, the last time that we would have all watched them together. There's only two main there's, ones. There's three? There was a, there was there's a, a teaser, teaser and... and then two trailers. Yeah. yeah. The first trailer where we but, got all the first glimpses and then this new trailer that just came out, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, we should watch it. Where do we start, so, guys? Where do we, we even begin? Well, so many trailers. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm sure everyone since the trailer dropped has been waiting with bated breath for what mischief manage thinks <laughs> now now you're gonna hear what we think about the trailer the final trailer yes it's yeah. the final it's so close it november is. something around oh my god that's nice i thought i have to wait till december away. at least whoa no, no another nope. month yeah another month just flew by for laura one month closer <laughs> to death what? Well, let, let's start here because we just... We're not sad yet. I'm not sad. We just watched all of the trailers in a row just to get a feel of what ha- has changed since the first one came out. And Kate yeah. 
you hadn't even seen the second one. I haven't seen the middle trailer. I thought there was only two trailers. Oh, wow. The one that was released at Comic-Con. I had no idea. That whole scene of Baby Newt. Yeah. And like... In, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, and Nicholas Flamel. Oh, my God. Kate's <laughs> face is just in shock. Yeah. And the whole time she's like, I don't... I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this. I didn't see that. <laughs> that was fun. It's like seeing it for the first time all over again. Mm-hmm. That casting for Baby, Baby Newt is Newt. great. Newt, we talked yeah. about that as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was not a yeah. solid haircut. You oh, must yeah. not have been here because we had talked about face replacement for a while. Yeah. It is. Things, oh, right. But yeah. we went on a wee bit of a tangent for Patreon. But, so um, what was the most revealing thing about that? Nicholas uh, Flamel? Yeah. Oh, okay. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I yeah. am so excited. I mean, we only like got a little blurb when and he like cracks a bone in his hand. We only get like yeah. three lines of dialogue there, but like I think Fun. they nailed it. I'm excited. I don't want to say they nailed it, but like Well, you just did, so we'll yeah, go okay. with that. Well, set it down, put it down, they nailed it. Casting, good, acting, nailed good. It. Well there's there's Character nailed design, it good. and then there's nailed it. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. True. The true. sarcastic version of <laughs> yeah. nailed, nailed it. it. So it's gonna be one or the other. <laughs> yeah. It's either gonna be like nailed it or like Pinterest. Nailed it. <laughs> Hmm. Greg looks yeah. mad. Okay, it's well, Greg's face update. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we need those. We just need a webcam of just my face for the whole podcast. Sure, yeah, I want you to wear one of those like GoPros on your head, like they yes. do for like mocap. Yes. I want you Perfect. to have all the dots. On your I, face I want those. the mocap suit as well. Please, no. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just—I was half on board until I'll, I remember. I'll crawl how on the ground. He's got nice like legs. Benedict Cumberbatch as Smug. I'd rather take your word for it. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. I'll crawl on the ground. Yeah. It's very in character. The trailer. The the newest trailer. Where do we start? Um, Uh, Well, the biggest biggest reveal and the biggest controversy so far from the trailer is the Nagini Nagini. reveal. Yeah. Which was also revealed in that little interview, which is the cutest thing, I Mm -hmm. think, that has come out of Fantastic Beasts so far. It's very endearing. It's really Uh, adorable. The Niffler? Come on. Okay. Niffler and Baby Niffler. Yeah. Yeah. Craig says this beats Niffler. It is adorable. It is adorable. But it actually, that clip, I saw something that happens in that clip that... Did you have any issues so with it? So watching all, watching the third trailer, um, I am really, really worried about Jude Law and Dumbledore. Mm. It's not hitting it for me. The little playful, like in the third trailer, we finally get to see him crack a joke. Like the whole, like... He kind cracked of a, a joke in the first one to me. Really? With the whole Newt doesn't always do what he's told and he kind of gives that sly look oh yeah i guess i guess the it's, more like it's more of Dumbledore, a Dumbledore. like for yeah. a cup of tea in the safe house if you yeah. need one kind of a thing it's more of the classic like blubber oddment and tweak and yeah or nitwit yeah yeah and Wrong then order but right words watching that <laughs> second trailer for the first time just now he's just jude law he's playing jude law as jude law in the classroom he's like oh this is interesting what do you see here and i like all i can see is like oh that's jude law from the holiday Mm. that's jude law from like yeah i just kept seeing jude law as jude law and i don't know if it's yet if it's like costuming i might need to see more mannerisms i really thought he'd have a beard like at least a little he has a beard beard. that's short but But like it's short but like for most people you'd be like oh yeah, yeah that person has a beard yeah. yeah. But yeah, I yes. know what you mean. <laughs> a lot real full life beard. has a beard. Well, he's not and... 80 yet. <laughs> yeah. And so watching the clip where the cast is being interviewed and then what's the actress's name who's playing Claudia Nagini? Kim. Thank you. Claudia Kim says, hi, my name's Claudia Kim and I'm playing Nagini and the cast erupts. Mm-hmm. If you look at Jude Law, he just, I can't describe this over voice. I'm sorry, Patreon and all our listeners. We'll but he just goes like, 
He yeah. had a very dad reaction. He had a reaction like, that makes me feel on. he's not a Harry Potter fan and he hasn't read the books. And we all know how that went for the original Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to have read them, really. It's not that you expect them to, but it's kind of like that was one of the biggest flaws in the casting of the original movies. Was it I think so show expect them to read the books? Like that's a I huge think role. That's like I mean, yeah, it's yeah considering material. it would be preferable. Huge. Well, no, but considering how huge that franchise is, yeah. and like getting a part in Harry Potter as Dumbledore, but, as Dumbledore, like, like read but, the fucking source material. It yeah. doesn't take that at long. At the same time, it's of a character you're not playing because it's your future. Yes, you can you can glean a fair bit of what. Oh, they you mean Fantastic Beasts like. specifically? What do you mean? He's not playing. Dumbledore well, anywhere else. No, I'm talking about <laughs> characters in general, or like uh, actors playing yeah. any character yeah. should read the books first. Preferably, yes, for sure. But uh, I mean, they don't want him to be influenced by what the character is going to become, so they're mm-hmm. telling him. Like, I can see it JK more for a could prequel. Be telling for him. a prequel, I'm maybe a little mm-hmm. bit better, but like, still, I don't know. Dumbledore has such a personality. Yeah. I, I would make an agree. argument for not watching the old movies. Like, don't watch. Yeah. Richard Harris. Richard right. Harris, or uh, that might skew like, your interpretation. Yeah, right. Like, be your own Dumbledore. Way. Be Dumbledore as young. But I think reading the original books would give you an idea of the character because we all make our own versions of the characters in our heads when we read. But like, at the same time, with that interview book. clip, mm. uh, the original I saw on Twitter mm. uh, after Claudia reveals it, uh, he is in a shot and he's kind of like smiling and and like jovial in her direction okay so it could all just okay. be how it was Edited. cut Edited. but but like eddie redmayne I mean, is blown off his chair like he catches no, no, his that, chair as he's like oh, yeah. <gasps> and it's like and then that's like a heartwarming little piece that like just makes me love newt and the world yeah. so much more because he's in love with this story credences yeah like, well off the set now he's like needs to go blow off steam yeah. <laughs> yeah. but also ezra miller is a huge yes. fan and he was but yes. way before he was yeah. cast but yeah, well, it's just interesting. Anyways, I, it's just something I noticed that stood out to me, and all three trailers, I'm just mm, not there yet. Dumbledore, and okay. that makes my heart sad. I'm on like a wait and see sort of thing with Jude Law, but I have not yet been like swept off my feet. But then again, I'm having sort of like a weird, um, where I'm like I'm losing confidence in Jude Law, and I hate to say it, but I'm kind of gaining confidence in Johnny Depp. Me too. The more Can- I see him play the character, the more I'm like, I don't see Johnny Depp anymore. And Me then I'm too. like, that's kind of I have nice. a kind of solution to the problem. How about we just never call him Johnny Depp anymore and just say Grindelwald? Because <laughs> yeah. it seems He to- must not be named. <laughs> Basically, he's the original. <laughs> Wait, now I have to defend Johnny Depp? <laughs> oh, it's a spoiler. But like, I mean, does that- Katie? Does that help, or is that kind of just like ignoring the problem? I feel like it is ignoring the problem, and I feel like but we're kind stuck of disappointed with him. in myself that I am starting to enjoy his performance as Grindelwald. I was but I'm same. still I'm not sure. But it like the more I hear him talk, and the more I yeah. see him do stuff, like especially when he's more active, active, and yeah. he's gesturing with his wand. He's like his, hair, spells his costume is is better, better. <laughs> but it like compared to Jude Law, he looks like looking at. Grindelwald's costume in the, especially in the third, is where we see him the most when he's standing with the blue fire yeah. and all that stuff. And you look at it, and you're like, I see elements of the 40s, but this is magical. Where Jude Law is literally like, we got bored, put on a suit from the 1940s, done, thank you, goodbye. Like it's you're like right. he's still it's... Dumbledore, even though he's not old. Like where is the magic? How did he go from boring 1940s men's 
B-class suit Mm -hmm. to the cool robes and chains and, like, old-school medieval belts that we had. Yeah, he's, like, wearing robes and shit. Like, Richard Harris, he's wearing, like, drapery and he looks fantastic. (laughs) Fucking fantastic. And, like, charms in his beard. And he's not a muggle, too. So, like, but in the Harry Potter world, the wizards and witches wear suits and muggle clothing way more than they do in the books yeah and in the movies they enough do i feel there's got to be something I, i'm guessing it there's a choice there maybe they're yeah. doing it for a reason i'm hoping so for the, a character of that magnitude yeah the costume design is obviously <laughs> brilliant so far i'm loving it but like that's i don't know what the choices are around yeah. Dumbledore. maybe at one point but, he takes his jacket off and it's like dragon scales on the inside maybe he does that like ding thing that like <laughs> tina and oh yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he's just in a sexy yeah. slit of a dress slip got his brill and socks on wait yeah. slit or slip 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 okay that makes more sense a slip yeah. that has a slit okay perfect he <laughs> show off his legs slip. <laughs> slitted slip that's i hope so on his. i hope his bowler hat is like hermione's bag <laughs> And he just mm. is like, oh, hold on a minute, and has put her outers in there and like a whole bunch of different oh, things. Yeah, put her but I'm guessing about that for the first trailer. For him, he's trying to lay low, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe trying not to draw attention. But he's in but, Hogwarts too, yeah. wearing the same. I think like, it'll be a wait point. and see thing. Yeah. yeah, and look at Nicholas Fumel. Yeah, like what an awesome design choice. I he think looks good. it looks yeah. so good. He's such a ghost. And he's been hanging out with him and hanging out with Grindelwald, and he looks like a 1940s madman. No. <laughs> Not working for me. <laughs> I talked about it, Jude Law, enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. I dominated the conversation. I'm worried. That's okay. okay. That's very legitimate. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Maybe he's not the character reveal that we're supposed to be focusing on. Mm, true. Okay. In the these trailers, because we've had the reveal of Nicholas Flamel now with Nagini, and he was kind of the focus in the first one, because mm-hmm. that's when the news broke. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the Nagini has caused... Maybe even a bigger stir. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there was a rumor floating out, out about this, and we talked about it in our theory episode, um, that uh, because uh, Claudia Kim's character was formerly known as Maledictus. Right. Um, and that is the, I don't know if it's a born like a it, it is passed disease? on yeah disease okay, mother yeah. to daughter and yeah. it only affects women it's a genetic disease that transforms the person into a beast over time yeah and there was speculation that there would have been nagini so for me it didn't come out of nowhere but it was a little bit of a surprise mm-hmm. definitely a confirmation that it happens this early i didn't think it would happen this early i thought that mm-hmm. would be something that would maybe slowly keeps teasing that she's gonna turn into Nagini and then maybe by the fourth or fifth movie she's like right but I didn't know that was her See, her name yeah well because Maledictus is the curse or whatever she has but I guess it makes sense I, I guess I just all I don't remember talking about pets. that so maybe for me it came there. out of left field it was very brief thing like oh yeah and then some people are saying this and we were like mm-hmm. huh okay it wasn't they really don't big, in the first trailer they it. don't actually say maledictus it came no. out in, in all Pottermore. Of, in Pottermore yeah. and all the writings of the trailer like who yeah. we see and who we're meeting and then it was only recently that no it was only recently that JK posted maledictus is a different than animagus mm-hmm. and maledictus is a, Werewolf a disease or, and yeah. disease that passes down genetically that you transform to a beast over time mm-hmm. and so it was only recently like when the first trailer came out i would i wasn't like oh maldictus that's a disease blah 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 when yeah was, i didn't know I'd that i been like that's a cool name i don't know about that character. hermione did though yeah. hermione knows all and sees all she does mm-hmm. much like patreon but this we saw nagini transforming herself in a circus mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. in that ringed circus so maybe she's at a stage where she's not full beast and doesn't think because we also see her lighting up 
like not a blue fire but some sort of blue when she's dancing at that fancy ball. Oh, that's ball. her? I thought that was Avila. Maybe. I don't I know. I don't remember that. Maybe mm. she's also Avila. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she's everything. Yeah. Maybe she's a snake yeah. turning into Avila. Turning into a snake. What a twist. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe oh. Maledictus. <laughs> Doesn't really go. Uh, <laughs> fun. Maybe um, it's Maledictus. <laughs> the, like, the first thing that I really thought of when this happened was that Neville's emergently Erdler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he killed a woman. He killed a woman. But we'll, I wonder we'll how have they're to gonna see. Spin that. We'll have to see if maybe um, fully turning into the snake at some point kind of limits. You're, you're a snake now. Your br- brain is a snake. You are right. no longer of human in- well, intelligence. I think well, that's probably where they're going to go with it in the sadness of turning into but i mean like it's losing war. your brain in that in that yeah. way um is probably gonna be nagini's story a little bit of like, like it's not like she can come back someone who's who's not human anymore. yeah like yeah. kind of like the hulk in a way in a way but neville's think, not killing the hulk i think from no. like looking back at small scenes from the original stories i've always thought nagini was not a snake brain like mm. I think that there's she's more. Too smart. Maybe she she's and way she too was smart. Smart, but and she meh. like maybe she's void of the depth of he, that humans experience emotion. Like mm-hmm. maybe when she's for, officially Nagini, she doesn't experience the breadth of emotions that we can feel. So she's not living in sorrow of her old life. The intelligence that is in her is not a regular snake. I never thought she was a human before. Yeah, but I thought that she was a special type smarter of, than the average snake. Smarter than the average snake. Mm-hmm. Not all cool snake, snake brain up there. Yeah, I mean, she was a Horcrux at that time, so mm-hmm. like part of Voldemort's soul was in her as well, mm-hmm. and like we know that the gifts that that gave Harry, like being able to speak parcel tongue, mm-hmm. there was maybe um, something, and like a few things like that. Do you think? I'm guessing by the end of Fantastic Beasts, she's going to be either dead. Well, obviously not she's dead. Not sorry, dead. Full uh, snake. fully snake. So maybe she has the smarts to go and find Voldemort. Maybe she wouldn't be able to convey that, yo, I used to be this uh, human. I don't see why not. If she can, like, they both speak the same language. I don't know if she'll say whatever. I'm just trying to limit how smart she is Mm -hmm. as a snake. Well, we don't know. In my mind, it makes it easier. That Neville kills her. No, just in general. Because I'll be honest, when I first saw the reveal and stuff, I got serious Cursed Child vibes. Until, until, well, because it just seemed to me like, oh, they're just taking a name from the first one, fitting it into the story. But then uh, seeing all the Twitter kind of backlash and and not necessarily negative things, just like JK answering questions and stuff that kind of alleviated that worry for me Mm -hmm. because it really sounds like she's had this character in mind for a long time Mm -hmm. and... uh, there's more to her than just a name being tacked on to kind of link the two movies together. Well, um, like I saw a tiny bit of the Twitter stuff, but I didn't really get into it. So what was the backlash really? And like, what did JK well, backlash, say about it that made you? I read a couple of articles that were interesting about the choice of casting an Asian woman as the snake. Um, I read a lot of opposite views of that opinion there are some that think it's really damaging to the um, asian acting community and then there were some that were really supportive of it um so it was kind of interesting to me to read that kind of stuff and i know that there was some like not controversy but just some like worry about well, such was, a big story point yeah. becoming like nagini was such a large character and that adding this 
background to her could either ruin the character or really give to it and it's like a fine line to walk like it's really hard to take someone that's so important like that or just has such a pivotal plot line in the original books and then add this insanely out of left field background to them and they were worried like craig was like that was just like a oh we're gonna do something cool out of left field but it sounds like jk's got like no i've been thinking about this for a long time right so So sort of like uh how the star wars franchise took Boba Fett in the original series and then they did this whole weird like retcon of his origin story yeah. in the prequels mm. um, because he's such a beloved character but like he only has like three lines I never really yeah. got why yeah. people like he's it. just like, cool. like Gunther he's from got Friends cool, he's yeah. got cool armor yeah that's, that's all it takes okay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. As uh, a guy who loves right? Boba Fett, <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah, it's like if so they that took was like kind of silly. And Gunther from Friends and gave him a crazy backstory as to why he's the way he is. When people are just like, just leave well, him as the funny guy who's in love with Rachel. Hmm. Just leave him as that. Here, here's something along the lines of the the casting uh, mm-hmm. a Korean woman. Uh, someone says, listen, Joanne, we get it. You didn't include enough representation when you wrote the books, but suddenly making Nagini into a Korean woman is garbage. Representation as an afterthought for more woke points is not good representation. But anyway, uh, JK responded, the Naga are snake-like mythical creatures of Indonesian mythology, hence the name Nagini. They are sometimes depicted as winged, sometimes as half-human, half-snake. Indonesia comprises a few hundred ethnic groups, including Javanese, Chinese, and Batawi. Have a lovely day, snake emoticon. So she's kind of justifying the Mm -hmm. casting, which I really don't think she needed to justify that at all. Yeah, I I don't know. I... Like I said, I don't really know that much about the controversy of of, um, why people are upset about this. Um, I mean, I totally get that. Like, there is, like, obviously the tokenism of, uh, of, you know, just casting a person of color to get get the woke points or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, like, yeah, that totally sucks. It's really hard to, I guess, tell when that's happening and when that's not happening. Yeah, um, but, but I like think a lot of people are just it's you're you're fighting the wrong battle there. In well, to me, it's like you fight Star Wars on it all you fucking want. You're wasting your breath. The more it happens, the less likely people are going to go, "Well, that's terrible casting because that's you're just doing it for points kind of like, yeah, it has to be done now so that it's not a thing later kind of thing. Mm, I see what you're saying. Like, get equal representation no Mm -hmm. matter the cost right now. And in five to ten years, it'll hopefully be Mm -hmm. the ideal casting for whoever is needing to be cast. Mm -hmm. I guess so, but not all casting is equal. Sometimes it's not enough to be cast in a film if you feel that you're being tokenized or stereotyped. That's still not getting it better. Like, I I can understand that point, Mm -hmm. too. I don't really know how I feel about it, and I don't really know how I'm going to feel about it until I see the movie because it's really hard to tell what yeah. kind of character she is. We know she becomes a baddie, mm-hmm. but maybe that's when she has snake brain and she doesn't have much choice. Mm-hmm. Also, she's a horcrux, so more influence yeah. than normal. And I can't wait that to the movie. so rude. You just called her a horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> snake brain, <Wow>. horcrux. <laughs> Those are some fight words, Katie. I think Katie's <laughs> picked her side of the fence. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> till, um, I can't wait till the movie's out snake. and we have cast interviews. And I really do hope Claudia Kim gets posed with this question because I would really be interested into hearing her opinion about going through the casting process, becoming this character, 
and how she feels and and if space needs to be made for her thinking that it was a token character um but her opinions around that then absolutely and giving that support to her to be able to talk about being casted in this role well yeah it's up to her too like how how she feels about it how it feels to her is a very important yeah and the interesting question to hear for her it's very interesting uh unlike some of the other casting with maybe star wars or something she's everywhere right now she's in daredevil so she's in the marvel yeah Marvel. marvel universe those shows and like uh, the Hell's Kitchen group, she'll be in with that group for oh, quite a while. Uh, she's in something else. Avengers Age of Ultron, Marco Polo. Marco Polo, that was it. Was oh, she in Avengers Age of Ultron? But going back to the, the Twitter thing, the main one that I saw that kind of alleviated my cursed child worry was someone asked, how long have you been holding that Nagini secret? Only for around 20 years, she responded. Oh. Hmm. So that could be like, a retcon, whatever. I I tend to believe what J.K. says. Well, considering like after the books, all of the stuff that she is since like posted on Pottermore or said mm. through Twitter that is like backstory, like other than what has come up recently with the Fantastic Beasts or whatever, she's obviously thought more about this. Either maybe that was after she did the books, maybe it was before she was doing the books. I don't know when it came to her, but it was. It's cool that she like has really fully fleshed out a yeah. lot of these mm-hmm. backstories maybe not to the extent and yeah. we know, we're seeing now we know that she's huge into mythology and she's huge into um origin stories from different cultures and i saw that post as well about the indonesian mythical creature yeah, yeah mythical creature and um i looked it up and it's true and like we've known the snake's yeah. name is nagini since we met her when did we meet her officially book four book book four and um, obviously, she chose that name for a reason, and that's mm. where she got well, that Well, she would have had something written down that just yeah. never made yeah. it into the books, and now she can flesh it out. Yeah, and not saying that justifies, content. again, not saying that justifies tokenism or whatever, you know, you want to call it, but it is an interesting fact that she's pulled from so many myths and legends from different cultures, and that she went to this mythical creature and kind of based it off that, which is interesting. But then again, Claudia Kim is South Korean, so... You know, there's some people that get frustrated with blending Asian right. into one and casting someone as, you know, different. Very whatever. true. So yeah. Same sort of thing with, uh, you know, native yeah. peoples as well, thinking that they're all one people. Yeah. Very untrue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like blending costumes and, you know, traditional garb to make a melting pot of stuff. They've yeah. done, I mean, yeah. that's in. Melting pot. Good yeah. Term. Like, yeah. yeah. I am really excited, though, to see Nagini and to see her mm-hmm. story unfold. And I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she was full beast by the end of the movie. Beast. But part of me, <laughs> beast mode. beast, part of me thinks she might beast not mode. be. Because if don't think she's full so beast yet. by the end I of the movie, I think by the end of the trilogy for sure. Qua- uh, trilogy sep- in five pods. <laughs> <laughs> five pods. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Trilogy by, plus two. But yeah. by the end of movie two, I don't know because if she's full beast by end of movie two, then she's gonna be linked to Grindelwald, which would be really interesting. But she's not in Voldemort's hands by the end of this movie. He's not around no. yet. Um, Anyone excited but or scared about anything else? Well, I I always like same with the second trailer, Nicola Flamel. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was like the big eyes over here. Look at this. Same with Nagini. It's like, mm. but everything else going on in the trailer was way more interesting to me. Mm. Especially the Newt and his brother dynamic, which we didn't understand really. We saw them fighting together in trailer one or two but now he's he's happy that his brother just got incarcerated 
Well, and I think it's it's pretty well established. Yeah, they um, established that in the first one. That well, yeah, there's that something going on between yeah, the brothers. There's a rivalry, and he's the like the black sheep, whereas yeah. uh, Newt's older that's, brother is like the golden child. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. fleshing that out and making a family story with Newt. That's to me makes his character even better. Mm-hmm. And it, we don't know if it's going to go like a serious black route or if it's going to go like a a Weasley route. Like every, you know how yeah, the brothers always contend get back, in the like Weasleys and Percy and exactly, and else. it turns out all happy and good. Or if it's gonna go, I'm gonna burn off the family tree because I want nothing to do with you. Kind of root. I so would make a prediction that Katie's prediction hour. Theseus oh, dies. God. Oh, mm, I think so. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's one. It feels like one of those things where I we're getting to know a character just so it can hurt us later. Maybe I'm being paranoid and because he, of all of that. He's not like someone we immediately know by looking at as well. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just has that sort of vibe where I'm like, I think you're going to die, buddy. I think <laughs> you're not going to make it. But I don't know. There might be a full you know, family tree out there that has Theseus has like five kids and moves to Maryland. I don't know. <laughs> I think they both are Maryland. I think more than we've seen, I think they're both in love with the same woman. And I think that's going to cause a lot strange. of their... Yeah, Lita Lestrange. Mm-hmm. And I think Lita is with Theseus. Hmm. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. But like a more, he's my husband and we're moving to Maryland. <laughs> and having five I kids. I disagree with that. <laughs> they like getting married so much yeah. to Maryland. <laughs> Why um, Maryland? Because they married. It's a land there. of getting married. Uh, Get it? Um, guys, those magical panthers with big eyes from, from the, the second, second one from the second one what are they and who are they walking with a fancy lady a fancy lady oh i'm so excited yep. i want to cosplay her i don't even know who she is <laughs> i have chosen her she is my one and only oh my nice. god i'm so excited i didn't even know she, there were a lady in that i was just so focused on the cats <gasps> like those are cool they're they so are cool. cool i want to know everything about them and their googly eyes i'm so excited my excitement outweighs my worry. I'll still love oh, the yeah. movies, even if I don't like Jude Law. Yeah. 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 He's, again, not the focus. So. Exactly. Yeah. Supporting character. Mm-hmm. The- he definitely seemed in it a way more than I thought he would be. Yeah. From just like, oh, the second Fantastic Beast movie. Especially when the first trailer came out. I'm like, oh, we're seeing all the Dumbledore parts. Because that's when they're like... Well, I'm guessing he's uh, going to stay Law's in London. Dumbledore. I'm guessing he's going back to London or staying yeah. in London. So Grindelwald is keeping an eye on him there, kind of distracting him, like Eye of Sauron kind of style. And Newt's kind of going to go around and hit him from the back. Mm -hmm. That's my prediction. Very interesting. Anyone else have predictions? I don't have any predictions because I don't like that. I just want to see the movie and have a really good time. (laughs) I'm excited. The thing that I didn't notice, but it was brought to my attention over a social media. I forget which one. But um, that Queenie has a wedding ring on. Mm-hmm. Oh. Queenie has a ring right there. And she's going, ah, she's got a wedding ring. Hmm. Are we going to get a Queenie wedding? Is it going to be Queenie and Jacob? Am I finally going to be happy? I'll be really Tune mad if, they, to find out. if she is married and we don't get to see the wedding. I'd be I fine feel like with we, it. I don't know. And we may not <laughs> see the wedding. 
but he probably baked so many shaped queenie treats. <laughs> queenie shaped <laughs> treats. Getting real sexy. So all his guests can eat his wife? Yeah, well, whatever. He gets right? to. <laughs> hey, Katie. On that note, does anyone else have anything else? Because we talked a whole topic about we the trailer. Sure well, Should I've given w- my favorite part, the family thing. Did everyone say a favorite part for your meet your messers as well? Family thing. The Newt and the his brother messers. dynamic. I think... I mean, generally, my favorite part is the less worry I feel about Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. It makes me feel less worried. I'm less distracted by the styling now than I used Mm -hmm. to be. The more I see it, the more it sort of normalizes in my brain. And that just might be the exposure, but... It's it's a great relief to me, and I'm not sure how Dumbledore is going to turn out because mm-hmm. that is worrying. However, it seems better than I thought it would be. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. I thought um, that too. But yeah. yeah, so and I also I also like Nagini. I think it's neat that she gets a backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of like the weird graphic elements in it, actually. Like the uh, mm. how they just keep subtly hinting at the Deathly Hallows with that like blue flame. That's sort of like it's like the Deathly Hallows wipe, but not mm. quite. Mm. Like in the one of them, one? it was a circle. Oh. In one yeah. of them, it was a triangle. Yeah. Um, I'll have to go back and double check it, but it, they might have done a line for another one. So hmm. I thought that was kind of cute. Sneaky. And then their magical world emblem that has the wands that fan in. I like that. Yeah, very that's much. neat. That too. That's yeah. very cool. What was your favorite part, Kate? My favorite part. Oh God. Well, I'm over overall I'm super excited to see the more creatures. Like mm. those cool black panther googly eye cats. Um, I also think we're gonna see inside Azkaban. I think that's Ooh. the shot where he's being floated up the stairs in a very non human position. Mm. And I think we're gonna see inside the jail, which is very terrifying and creepy, but really fucking cool. That'd be really I didn't neat. think really of cool. that. That's interesting. Because they're floating him up and he's got his long hair and he's in some sort of weird almost like jail like jumpsuit robe. Yeah. yeah I guess and I assumed that was Makuza, but yeah, since so he has the long hair. Maybe it's somewhere else. Well, because there's a transportation scene that I think is happening. That's Mm -hmm. uh, where he's in that. He gets put in that red bubble and then then you see the carriage go off. So it'd be a good chance to escape during that, too. But But I'm also really excited for more Ezra Miller. Yeah, me too. And that story. That story's not done for me. So yeah, I'm very interested. More, more, more. Hmm. I love. I'm excited. I am excited as well. Same. Very good. That's it. Moving on. Moving on with our show okay for our topic today we are we've all written master's thesis and we are defending them and this is a very very strict jury and uh, we've been practicing for four years (laughs) (laughs) okay yes we are defending welcome to our ted talk in a way i've been doing this in my head a lot yeah Yeah. i've been having silent arguments with people who don't exist (laughs) in my brain a lot about this yeah yeah Yeah, so we're picking a character to defend that maybe has a bad rap for a reason that will become apparent i'm sure very Mm -hmm. quickly yeah so uh it's like like a character you feel is like unjustly treated within the fandom or in the books or or something like that where you're just like we're not appreciating this right now basically it's a whole topic underrated character well basically you're not picking someone underrated character you're not picking someone truly horrible like uh, finier grayback or like dolores umbridge or uh, i don't know cho chang 
Someone truly that deserves to be defended and mean, Craig. So mean. She was actually who I was going to pick very early on until Mm. I found or remember this character existed. Christopher Walken? That wasn't even close. Christopher Walken. Although he could have played a very, very fine Cornelius Fudge. Let's just keep going, shall we? That's mine. (laughs) Cornelius Fudge? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant Christopher Walken. That's not real. Well, that's who he could have played, maybe. Oh, I don't know. okay. So but Cornelius Fudge. Yeah, yeah. Eh? hit me with uh, what's wrong with old Cornelius. He's, He's just fucking stupid. stupid. <laughs> friendship high five. Thanks. No. <laughs> Kate, Katie, friendship hour. That's all you got? He's boring and just flat and a ding dong. I thought he was quite round. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty. He's a he's a round flat guy. Preferred rotund flat personality. He's a ding dong that just makes me like. He, dare I say he's a Ford? Uh, no, I don't think Let's, he's that bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. but I think he, well, some like, people are that bad, but most aren't. Cornelius Fudge is not as bad as Ford. So. Yeah, that's no. yeah, that's right. That's we can true. all be clear yeah. about this. <laughs> You're, okay, well, it. let me add uh, some gas to the fire. Then uh, he denies the fact that Voldemort is back. Mm-hmm. He does some uncouth things to both Dumbledore and Harry through mm-hmm. the Daily Prophet. Yes, and uh, he's a bit of a, a blowhard. He, he's he needs to keep his job for one reason or another, and he will do anything to keep it. I feel like Cornelius Fudge is like he to me is a big part of what's wrong in the world like he is a representative of this idea that if you have an agenda and something doesn't fall within your agenda then you ignore it and you you know actually attack the people who disagree with you or who's saying hey you know Mm -hmm. what this this isn't the truth this isn't what's real and that like short-sighted like pigheadishness is just so frustrating and it's real and i'm glad that it's a character because like we said with dolores umbridge like what we said with percy and lavender like we're the story is better for them being in it mm-hmm. but i don't like him i don't see anything <laughs> likable about him even when he's nice to harry he's doing it for his own gain and Ugh, I just don't like him. And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't know a goddamn thing and you're just bumbling around, but then you do it for long enough that you think that you know what you're doing and then you start saying, ha you're wrong, I'm right, I must be right, I'm the president. Of the United <laughs> States of America, Trump and climate change. Yeah. Like, head on, Yeah, right on, Boom. Like, it's just, uh, he's not, he's not rude, he's not outwardly cruel, but he's just that sort of like petty well, tyranny. He did have a smear just... campaign against a fifteen-year-old. I know, yeah. like that was a bit much. But like compared to like some he's of the really legal. cool people, like who are like Death Eaters and stuff. Yeah, but still, no Dolores, like, no torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolores like actually sent the Dementors after him yeah. and stuff. Like he carved him. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just like that is way worse. Yeah. But he's he represents a, a bunch of evil yeah. in the world for me. Anyway, that's my he's really blind. I don't like much. I have a hill to climb. <laughs> Redeem him. Go, uh, Craig, a, go. A Sisyphus-esque boulder in front of me as well. <laughs> Good uh, word. Sisyphean. Yeah, Sisyphean. Say that Sisyphean. 30 times. Sisyphean, thrice. Sisyphean, Sisyphean. <laughs> keep going, Katie, keep uh, going. Okay, <laughs> so this, this is the journey of Cornelius Fudge. So here's the thing with Fudge. He got the job 
as minister originally by default the two greatest words in the English language. Default, default. Because Barty Crouch Sr. went a little overboard on his son. Mm -hmm. People started to take pity on the son and then he was up for minister of magic and Fudge beat him only because like the people thought he was too hard on his family. So he's, he's starting off on the wrong foot. He's got this big job that he was going for, but he most assuredly wasn't going to win other than if the uh, the person who was meant for the job screwed up, which mm. he did. So he gets this big job. Uh, he knew uh, Dumbledore was the preferred candidate, even though he didn't even run. So he starts bombarding this man with questions, and he's his elder. He's his, in a way, superior before taking way. the... Oh, and, and just... Like um, oh, I see in hierarchy, in hierarchy yeah. until he now has the minister for magic job. He was, um, I'd say Dumbledore was higher as chief. Right, chief Wizengamot yeah. or chief Warlock Wiggum oh. Gamot. <laughs> chief Wiggum of the Wizard Gamot thing. Um, We're experts, we promise. <laughs> <laughs> so this man, I I'm gonna just send him all these questions and get figured out, get my feet on the ground, and. I, I build up a confidence with this person and I feel like he can uh, affect change through me because I'm, I'm just like this empty slate. I'm, I'm going to do well, but I'm going to follow Dumbledore's lead kind of for a bit until I get my feet on the ground. And then when Dumbledore starts spouting this nonsense about someone we know to be dead, about being back, how can I rectify this in my mind? Well, He's obviously sick of being on the sidelines. He's a smart man. He knows Voldemort isn't back. What would he be gaining from this other than me kicked out? And he gets to take the job that maybe he didn't want back then, but now he wants. Okay, so I don't like him anymore. He's, he's underhanded. He's sneaky. He's not the man I thought. I'm going to fight back as hard as I can. Does that help at all with the situation with Dumbledore? You mean from does his it make, side? make Fudge seem more likable? Well, not likable, just less at fault for yeah, the end thing. Just because I can, it's like, similar. I can see his train of thought. And, yeah. like, I think that's one of the very frustrating things is yeah. because you can see where he's seeing this from. He is a peacetime leader. He is fat on the, uh, like, abundance of peace basically, and he's inherited this... <laughs> Sorry. Cornelius Fudge. Fat on peace. <laughs> and what a peace. Woo! Uh, get peas with is... the knife. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the father I never visit. <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. Sorry, uh, no, you he's, saying he's fat, on peace. fat on peace. He's inherited peace. all this horrible wartime uh, leftover effect. He did apply for the job. He applied he did. for the job. He did, but all this stuff it. that isn't really part of the job description gets dumped on him Sirius Black uh, Voldemort who is gone but now suddenly uh, but never to, forgotten to his eyes his main rival is saying he's back as kind of what like a campaign slogan so he's like demoted from Donald Trump to George Bush George I, I W. So. Bush <laughs> yeah I'd say so well we've yeah we've definitely seen it and not only in the states but we've seen that character exist in British history itself both in the weak and like 
born of war wants mm-hmm. to maintain peace blind to anything that is not peace yeah. and we've also seen it in the opposite of winston churchill who's just driven for war and or wants to go to war drum. and that's bred into the history of england so it's yeah, it's it interesting that we hate cornelius fudge so much when there are so many what's his name john i can't remember his last name prime minister who was just like Hush, hush, no, war's not a thing, war's not a thing, we don't talk about war. No, 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 everything's yeah. good and cheery, thank you, goodbye. And his yeah. people were, hmm. I could be getting my British history wrong, I'm really sorry <laughs> if I am, I might well, have fudged it, up. It's Please maybe, <laughs> but it's a little different with all so many countries and yeah. some countries that actually can remain neutral, whereas some have no choice because yeah. uh, they're drawn in or they're actually attacked, but this is just basically one country, yeah. um, one magical community, so... You could see why uh, peace means so much yeah, after such yeah. a long war. They that could wipe out the whole he was race. never in charge yeah. for. Um, he did work at the ministry, I guess. Yeah. Timing, I'd have to check that. Well, but. I'm just rereading the um, Prisoner of Azkaban, and he mentions that he's part of the Department of Magical yeah, Law have. Enforcement or Magical Catastrophes or something, and that's mm-hmm. why he's on the scene right after Demag- Serious Black. Uh, Department of magical accidents and catastrophes right so he's got some serious ptsd possibly yeah well well and he was on the ground for serious black getting caught and no that's what i was talking about yeah but mm-hmm. like why would you think anything else you know this man killed all these people mm. because your eyes like well, make up just, a few things but you yeah. saw it happen basically yeah i mean obviously i can see why he thought the way he did, mm-hmm. why he thought, like, I believe everything I see and only what I see and I don't trust anyone else's opinion, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. It just really bothers me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's good to have, like, empathy towards all of these characters and understand where they're coming from and, like, what they're mm-hmm. thinking. It makes the story more believable. Yeah. yeah. And she wrote them in a way that they have more than one dimension. Yeah, sure. they're complex. Um, I think he still sucks. With I'm Harry sorry. Potter... <laughs> He acted fatherly towards Harry, and he, Harry even kind of, I think he says that. Uh, yeah, he says a, like he... But he was grooming him. Yeah, like I don't think it well, was... Well, yeah, that early, he may have been grooming him to like come down to the ministry and tell everyone it's okay. It could have started way back then. Yeah. Um, like he doesn't, he doesn't look at a political side. piece like Harry Potter and be like, oh, oh no, I'm just no, going to ignore this not. child. Mm. No. Like, but no way. <laughs> but he would have thought that because I helped you out, you're not expelled. You're you're safe at the Leaky Cauldron, probably on his dime. Like, did Harry have to pay for that apartment? No, but he mm. could have. Yeah, it's could really have. annoying yeah. when you have a ton of money. People just give you stuff. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> the richer you are, the more know. free shit you get. <laughs> yeah, so and nice. you treat it like garbage because you don't care and you have a bunch of shit that's well, nicer than it, it already. Yeah. But Harry's a good boy. He didn't have anything. He appreciates it. He appreciates it. But then. You you feel like you've been fatherly to this kid, and then he goes around and joins the side of your competitor. So I suppose, but like he has to understand that like he's met Harry like a handful of times. He's probably said like been in his presence maybe half an hour at the like well, except for the Quidditch World Cup. But even still, they weren't talking. They were just in the same booth for most of it. Mm-hmm. But like Dumbledore has been his headmaster for five or four years before they disagree. Like. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore's had way more FaceTime with Harry. Like, it's weird that he would expect some sort of yeah. loyalty well, if it's between Dumbledore versus Fudge. Like, go to the one you I love, don't Harry. Know. Go to the one you <laughs> love. I don't know. I mean, like, he spent the same amount of time with Snape and he didn't like him. But that True. being said, you can't really 
you know, be like, oh, I met this guy a handful of times. He'll be on my side for sure. True, but Harry Potter's a nutter. Is Haven't he? you read all the, the Rita Skeeter articles? Like, mm. the media was already against Harry, and before Fudge started intervening, he didn't really have to do much to really tap it in the direction he wanted. So, well, yeah, you're Rita, right. Rita Skeeter, Skeeter knocked is, it up or set it up and he knocked it down. Yeah, the, to blame, I think, for that. And I'm thinking a lot of what was going on was Dolores Umbridge. Uh, mm. feeding him what to do. Mm-hmm. She was way more manipulative than maybe we even give her credit for. So, I... Uh, That's true. I, I think, like, his biggest fault is weakness yeah, rather than badness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is an idiot. He's an idiot. Like, I picked him to defend, but he's a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, Craig, you, I don't... I feel like your heart wasn't I don't enough. Know. <laughs> Did a good job? Because I came away with it just kind of feeling more affirmed in my... Your general decision. thinking yeah. that he sucks. <laughs> it's good to just do better explore. than me. Then. <laughs> Don't know that I can. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Um, so my character is not necessarily one that I think is. It's not someone who's hated in the fandom by any stretch. I think. Um, not that I've seen anyway, but there's like been a lot of general disparaging of of this character and like they have a whole like subset of memes that are like commenting on their dumbness. And that character is Harry Potter himself. Who? Hmm. Heard of him? <laughs> no. <laughs> there's so many people who take like passages, do Tumblr posts underneath it, like commenting like, can't believe how fucking dumb this kid is, blah, blah, blah. And there are some things where it's obvious that it's more the fact that like, yeah, maybe there's one or two things that JK didn't really think through. Like something like, why didn't Harry recognize Snape's handwriting from the potions book when he sees it all the time on the blackboard? Like stuff like that where they're like, oh, he didn't even realize it. Oh, he had the Marauder's map and he didn't see Scabbers or whatever. Although that could be explained away by that Animagus thing. If you don't know they're mm-hmm. an Animagus and you don't see them. But like a lot of it is like questioning the choices he makes and like that he's like, a dumb character. I don't know. Like, of course, there's some things where I'm like, ah, why are you doing this? Or what are you doing? And that's really frustrating to read as a reader because you're like, I wish you weren't doing this. And you want to, like, shake them and be like, no, don't. But at the same time, I find it, like, really boring, especially for, like, a kid character when people are like, well, I wouldn't have done that. Or that's not how I would have done it. Or what I would have done was this, this, and this. And it's like, well, sure, you're smarter than that kid usually, unless you're that age reading it as well. Or Hermione. (laughs) Then you're smarter than me right now. (laughs) And I'm over 30. Um that whole thing of like this is what i would have done if i was in that situation yeah that's interesting but i think that's also unfair to put on a character because the whole point is that they are a different person than you and people do all the time things that you wouldn't do in that situation like what i do is the right choice therefore if he doesn't do what i would have done then it's not the right choice but that's just like more like i just deeply love harry potter i love him as a character so much I think he's great. <laughs> That's my central thesis. I haven't really been privy to a lot of the, like, I guess you'd call it Harry backlash. Not privy, <laughs> but like, I've been Harry backs. Harry backs. <laughs> like, that's like taking Can mascara to your back Can we call them the Harry backs? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hair mascara? Yeah. For your back. 
gentle curls. Everyone was thinking gentle curls. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like. I've only really ever heard of them via being your friend, Katie. Um. So I've definitely known about it, but I've never read like a whole Reddit feed or something Mm -hmm. about them. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think it's absolutely redeemable that like he's a kid. Hey, hey, you're not supposed to be fighting for her. Oh, I thought we can agree with you. <laughs> no. Oh, no one agreed Harry with Potter me. Sucks. Yeah, but we, yeah, but your character sucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you My really suck. believed in that either. <laughs> I really believe in this one. Take Hermione out of the picture. With Harry Potter? How many classes is he passing? Oh, no, he died. Well, he for sure died. Yeah, he died. Sure died. How is he not an idiot then? Because well, he's, he's okay. Well, school <laughs> is dangerous. If you, if you faced like a basilisk when you were 12... Would you have lived? Yeah, but you're not up here defending me. Would would a normal 12-year-old be able to fight off a gigantic snake? No. None of these 12-year-olds are normal. Probably though. not. That's, that's, he does have help, but also... practical smarts. He has but... help from other 12-year-olds. He has help from other 12-year-olds and a hat and a sword. And a hat. And a, and a, and a phoenix. <laughs> and a hat. And a sword. Still. And a phoenix. Why? Um, but, like, what's He only uses one spell to defend himself. It's the best spell. It is. No, it really is. He's immediately recognized. Well, yeah, he doesn't really think that through. This is the thing. Like, <laughs> it's like, like a Harry okay. Potter game. You're in a, you're in a very stressful it. situation. He doesn't change that fact after. He keeps using it. He's like, no, I'm going to be stubborn and I'm going to keep using Expelliarmus. That's his voice. Whoa, Whoa. you're being like really mean right now. <laughs> I have to. Everyone's Why? agreeing with you. <laughs> He's playing devil's advocate. Oh, I see, I see. Come Making on. you fight for your cause. Harry <laughs> Harry like, definitely frustrated me at times and pissed me off at times. But I think that adds value. I agree with Katie. I think it adds value to the character because then it would turn into like unbelievable. Like almost well, yeah, unrelatable, like, unbelievable. Like judging from other students mm-hmm. in his grade, he is very good at in the moment practicality like good at sports, blah, 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 very run-of-the-mill intellect. I think he's smart. I think he's maybe just, like, probably on the plus side of average, but I don't think he's genius level mm-hmm. or even what you'd say very brainy. He's, like, oh, no. he's I very, like you said, he's very practically smart, and I think that's Street that's smart. the sort of thing well, that, like, like um, gumption. That's what makes him a good aura. That's what makes him a good Quidditch player, as you were yeah. saying. Like, he's able to, like, make use of stuff in the moment. And that's very, like, Gryffindor, that's very Slytherin. Like, that's sort of the resourcefulness of, like, even as a 12-year-old, oh, there's a sword. It's, like, knowing what to do yeah. with it and being brave enough to actually do it in the moment. Like, when you have that split second to turn it around, that's, like, not a lot of people can do that. People freeze up. People don't know what to do. But it's not necessarily him being smart. It's a skill that should not need to be used by a 12-year-old. That's what I'm saying. He has to do all this, we'll call it extracurricular activities. (laughs) So if you match him to what he's doing that they all have to do, which is basically just school, he only passes because of Hermione, I think. No. She's a good influence. Like, passes. The only people who don't pass are, like, Crab and Goyle. Those are the only people in, like, the grade okay, that maybe, have to, like, Maybe a little classes. later. Maybe not first he's, year, but... He's at least as smart as, like, Ron. I think he's probably... Who also had Hermione's help. But I think that he is also, like, as smart as... Um, I think he's like smart. Dean or he Seamus or anything. They do just don't seem fine. Like I think he would if he, w- if he didn't have run-ins with 
evil wizards, maybe. Just circling the drain there, Craig. I know, I know that you, you don't believe what you're saying. <laughs> I feel as strongly about this as I do about defending Cornelius Fudge. That seems about right. That's uh, quite uh, weak. Okay. Oh, no, I did okay. No, I mean, oh. Harry has a lot of faults, and I think that's on purpose. I think that if he was a perfect character, then we'd be like, this is stupid and it's unbelievable. Like, I mm. feel like it's one of those things where either way we'd be mad. Yeah. And yeah. if he was even a little bit better, I feel like it goes into that category of what they call a Mary Sue character, who is, I mean, usually it's a female character, but it's someone who's just inexplicably good at everything. Yeah. And that's completely unbelievable. And everyone's like, oh. yeah, right. Well, and then there'd be no need for Hermione. It wouldn't, but even Hermione has faults, and then yeah, like there's the, no, yeah. not a single you know, perfect character and, and it's like, in the series. Yeah, yeah and and that's Except the great Cornelius thing about, Fudge. and also in like in in Joss Whedon, he has said like make your good characters. I don't. I'm gonna paraphrase this horribly. You could probably help me out, but like make the good characters unlikable and make the bad characters likable. Like you have mm. to be able to like bridge mm. that gap of being like, so you have empathy with the bad guys. Oh shit! And a there was a there was a page and, flourish. <laughs> and uh, Kate and research, you, and you uh, can also see faults in the good guys, so that they're not just these weird pinnacles that doesn't seem realistic because mm. nobody's perfect. Um, Kate, you look like you got some to say. <laughs> say your things. No, I think how you wrapped up um, Harry feeds really, really well into mine. Like Joss Whedon's quote. Um, very paraphrased. I don't know what it originally was, but <laughs> yeah. it was something like something that. Something along those that lines. That was the just yeah. Look it up, Craig. The meaning behind it. And on that note, I have a baddie. Mm. I have a real baddie. She got a big bad. I got, <laughs> got a, a big bad. <laughs> I had a whole list of baddies that I love, um, but I decided to go big or go home, and yeah. I'm going to defend Voldemort himself. I like this. Okay. A defense of Voldemort. <laughs> Chapter one. I'm very excited for this. I'm, I want to know where this is going to yeah. go. I did a lot of research today because A, I didn't want to work, and B, it was really interesting to me. Awesome. Um, but I so won't go through very it all. Good reasons. <laughs> for, so I'm going to just start by saying, obviously, I know I and the rest of my podcasters here do not condone violence or murder. That is the purest of evil. It is horrendous. Genocide is a real thing, and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Voldemort is still a baddie. I am not here to defend that he's a goodie. I'm here to defend the huge Reddit streams and the huge world out there that doesn't think Voldemort is a compelling villain. Really? Yes. (gasps) And I personally think he is a fucking brilliant, compelling villain. And here's why. Yay. (laughs) What a twist. (laughs) What a twist. (laughs) My first note, and it's an obvious note, so we can move on really quickly. JK's a babe. Yeah. JK is a babe. Yeah. She's absolutely babe. There's so many literary works out in the world. Like, there's so much competition that heroes and villains really need to be different these days. They really need to have compelling backstories. They need to have, um, like, foreshadowing and future being told. There needs to be a real arc to these characters. Otherwise, they just will not stand with the competition that exists. Obviously, mm-hmm. Harry Potter is in a world of its own, it's in its own league, and she broke that league right from book one when it was the only book we had um but it is just a fact to be stated that there's a lot about this so when you look at really classic heroes and villains like pan and hook or luke and darth vader you'll see the differences in them but you'll also see a lot of similarities in them Hmm. and i think that's part of a really brilliant writing scheme that jk followed which is the difference 
how Voldemort mirrors Harry, or Harry being younger, Harry mirrors Voldemort so much in their world stories is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she kind of looped it out slowly over time, how the story unfolded, and you don't really realize until these Reddit pages, until later, us nerds are talking about the world, how much they are identical to each other in a lot mm. of ways. And one represents love and one represents hatred or evil of the world. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so Voldemort is absolutely terrifying. Personally, as a child, when I was reading the books, he's one of the scariest things I've ever come across. Um, and he seems heartless. He seems cold. But there are so many cracks in his armor that I find fascinating now as an adult reviewing Voldemort. So I think the first note to be made is you have to look at his mother's story and Merope herself and where she came from, like a background of extreme domestic violence, like the worst case of domestic violence, but with magic involved, we can't even, we can't even begin to imagine. She was like for all of her life. For all of her life. She was born and raised poor and wanted. She lived in a hovel. Just that imagery alone, I was like, oh Oh, man, I feel for this woman. My heart is broken. And she, JK describes her like completely bleached of life, which is a really hard imagery as well. Yeah. Um, My favorite quote from the book is uh, when they're looking at the pensive Dumbledore and Harry. And Dumbledore says, Merope refused to raise her wand even to save her own life. Harry says she wouldn't even stay alive for her son. Dumbledore raised his eyebrows. Could you possibly be feeling sorry for Lord Voldemort? No, said Harry quickly. But she had a choice, didn't she? Not like my mother. Your mother had a choice too, said Dumbledore gently. Yes, Merope Riddle chose death in spite of her son who needed her. But do not judge her too harshly, Harry. She was greatly weakened by long suffering and never had your mother's courage. So Voldemort's mother's... It's so nice. nice. It's like the Gandalf quote about Gollum. Yeah. 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 So Voldemort's mother's story is so unbelievably tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, looking into it today, I would even make the argument that it's one of the most tragic stories of classic literature um, because of the involvement of magic in it and the and what she endured of the hands of her father and her brother. Mm-hmm. The, um, and how that's passed down to a child, how all that trauma and suffering is passed down. Anyways, that's my first point. My second point, I'm going really quickly, I promise. No, you're doing good. <laughs> um is the mix of magic around love, love-based magic. Mm. So creating spells or potions or curses to force a human being to love you. I know JK, we've talked about this many times before. We've already talked about it in this podcast. You know JK. I know JK. Pause. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Greg. JK is really... <laughs> came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Come on. Uh, <laughs> we know JK is super into like folklore and mythology and whatnot and like throughout multiple types of folklore from british folklore like the uh oh shit now i'm forgetting their name what? nursery rhyme writers the horrible oh, the grim, the grim brothers the green but <laughs> my dear. without you my dyslexia the so the brothers grim the brothers grim right <laughs> um from folklore like british folklore like the brothers grim to i know that there's a lot they're of german they're german Ah. I learned that from the English podcast. Yeah, it's so good, Kate. Isn't it? It's great? so good. Sorry, side note. No, no, sorry, it's good. Sorry. It's I like school, know about this. but good. 
It's like good send it school. to me. What's I will. it called? It's the called the History of, of English, English podcast. Oh, I really like it already. Yeah, they talk about the Brothers Grimm. It's mm-hmm. fun. Sorry, go on. No, it's all good. Um, to stories like Sword in the Stone, like the the traditional old story, not the Disney remake of it. To I know that a lot of um, there's stories in African culture about love potions and how mm. you cannot mess with love, and even things like Aladdin. Like if you even look at the the um, story of Aladdin, the two things that the genie right. can't do is bring someone back from the dead and have someone fall in love with you. Right. So over multiple cultures and old folklore and mythology, it's known to not mess with love. And Merope did that. Whether, you know, Dumbledore has two theories. She doesn't know. He doesn't think it was the Imperious Curse. He thinks it was a love potion. Yeah. Um, and that's like dangerous magic. It's really dangerous magic. And there's a lot of really yeah, cool pieces. Like mm-hmm. how he reacts to it it's like yeah yeah that stuff's dangerous yeah jessica jones jk writes another of dumbledore's jessica highly jones. plausible theories jessica is that Merope was so in love with riddle that she couldn't bear to enslave him with magic uh long term and hoped he would learn to return to her feelings but he didn't so he even dumbledore doesn't know what the real reason is or why He's she did usually it usually right He's usually right well he also said he thinks it might be a love potion but he knows it. he, he thinks it's not the imperious curse yeah. um but it's just interesting because there's also old folklore out there about a child being born out of on of, out of forced love, mm. um, out of like a, a yeah, love like, magic basically, yeah. and it's kind of like the opposite of a like what history says about a bastard child and like that child will be devoid of love its entire life. Mm. I've only was able to find one story around it today, um, but it was just interesting to read and so like it plays into Voldemort's story that the reason his life came to be was because of magic. So you're saying the basis that Voldemort is a good character, an intriguing character, because his mother was an intriguing character. In the in the Pottermore mythology, a child born under a love potion is devoid of empathy. Mm. It's devoid it's like mm-hmm. it's born as a psychopath. So if you think of all of the choices that you make in your life because you know you'll feel bad if you do that thing. Okay, but... It's like, well, if you take that out of the equation, then the world really opens up into, I can do sort of whatever I want. But isn't that kind of a boring character? They're a think... psychopath. They're, you know they're, they have no empathy. You know they're going to do the worst thing. But here's I where think I think that... is that he doesn't have empathy and he's devoid of love. But I think that he has like a huge amount of insecurity. Well, okay. How does Harry get away? He keeps getting away. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a Inspector Gadget level villain. Gadget. <laughs> Where the the dumb kid mm-hmm. keeps getting away from this supposed mastermind. <laughs> I think that's one of those things also where it's like you create your own downfall. And in the exactly. way that like, mm-hmm. and, and Dumbledore says this to Harry, um, you know, Voldemort gave you these gifts and he didn't want to and he didn't mean to, but because he did, now you're Horcrux. Guess what? Mm -hmm. You can see what he's doing. You can speak the special snake language that he does. Like, you guys even look alike, like different things He can read your mind. You can see what he's doing. You Mm -hmm. are constantly envisioning each other. You killed his parents and instilled with him this, like, need for vengeance so that Mm -hmm. he will feel compelled. That's like the whole prophecy. He will feel compelled to like kill you or be killed by you at one point because like you've just created like this juggernaut that's coming at you. Mm-hmm. Well, and with the prophecy, it was misinterpreted and yeah. he he's constantly under uh estimating? Yeah, underestimating even dumb children 
like every time. See, I don't think he's underestimating. I think that as the story progresses, like the first couple books, he's very weak. He's very, very weak. He has to have scabbers helping him, for God's sakes. Yeah, the worst he gets choice his of body human back being. at the end of the fourth. Well, yeah, he he's, so for four books, he's very, very weak, and he doesn't know the full depth of this how love plays into Harry's side and how love has played into his side. Mm-hmm. So after the fourth, when he's fully back and then he's trying to regain his people, regain his roots, he he comes out and says he's not really that worried about Harry right now. Like Harry's in school, he's not leaving, he's protected by Hogwarts curses. We have to bring him out to be able to get him. And he's rounding the troops. He's going to get the giants, he's going to get the Dementors, he's going to get everybody from Azkaban, all that kind of stuff, finding his Death Eaters, but calling old spades like- with those people. So he's busy doing that. And Harry, you know, Harry's got a huge team behind him. He's Voldemort's not dumb and Harry's not dumb. Voldemort knows that Dumbledore is standing behind him and he has to find another way around. And so then Snape comes into play and that story falls out. So I, I do, like, I wrote down exactly what Katie said, which is all this leaves Voldemort born into a world completely devoid of love. And it's re- his refusal to not even accept it, but to acknowledge the importance of love that brings him to his demise. Like his one fault is what brings him down in the end. And the one thing he doesn't understand, but tries to get from Harry from Harry's blood, but is like, it's it's a huge crack in his armor mm-hmm. that he has, he cannot tap into this and he thinks it has to be forced. He thinks he has to yeah. take it from someone. Well, and absolutely. he's never felt love in his life where Harry's been full of love in his life, even in his grumpy teen years. And even when it comes to like um, his blindness towards Snape, like not really understanding the depths of Snape's love towards Lily and like having that just completely blindside him. He was like, oh, sure, I'll do this for a favor. But when it came down to it, he didn't really care. And he didn't understand that you've lost this guy forever now. Mm-hmm. And like, sure, Snape's so, a very so good legit. an idiot. Why do you want to do this? <laughs> okay, I'll That's say fine. this. I'll say this. I think you should say what you want to say rather than like but have I will to say this. Say an opinion. We have talked at length on mm-hmm. Umbridge, mm-hmm. Lockhart, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, Snape, Barty mm-hmm. Crouch Senior. All these characters that are these levels of gray, good or bad. Dolores, Dolores is not Umbridge, gray. very well, but <laughs> she is such a compelling villain. We don't know her backstory though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the backstory has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. She is just a very compelling villain because mm-hmm. she is in a in a place of power mm-hmm. over these children. And compared to Voldemort, mm-hmm. she's got the upper hand in that. I don't think so. I think Voldemort is the, the strongest villain of the series, and rightfully so. He should be. And I think his insecurity and and how he desperately, desperately wants to belong. He wants to belong so bad. He wants to be the fucking leader of the people that he wants to belong to. And like he is a bully gone wrong to the max. And I think his complexity is far greater than Dolores Umbridge, who's how, just boringly power hungry many, for ministry. How many bullies have you met that you would call complex in Quite real a lot. life? Quite a lot. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely quite a lot. I'm really interested in in the backstory of, like, bullies specifically around domestic violence and what they've endured. And I do like to ask the question of, like, what's not what's wrong with you, but what's happened to you Mm. to make you this way? I think it's a really important question to ask when you look at villains. And I know that I have or watering a really strong seed of compassion for Voldemort. But like Harry said, there was a week most where he kind of felt sad for him. And he quickly brushed it off because he's like, well, how can I feel sad for a murderous villain? Like, again, it doesn't condone what mm-hmm. he's doing. He's still evil. 
mm-hmm. but just knowing where he's come from and how horrific he must feel on the inside. God, he even comes back as a gross, ugly being. What, that <laughs> little baby body? A little baby body. It's mm-hmm. very nice. Studemort. Yeah. Studemort. Well, yeah. Well, pure and evil. You can see why Harry and probably Dumbledore feel sorry for him for a possible moment in time. And and you have to respect that he was, JK has said, he's Hogwarts' greatest pupil. He w- he even outsmarts Hermione. And the knowledge, it, Dumbledore says, the knowledge of his magic is more extensive than any wizard, even myself. And JK wrote this really cute, it's two sentences, um, at the very end of her talk about Merope, but it's about Voldemort, which is, it might be argued that Voldemort grew up devoid of love because his mother died for want of it, and that his father's love was stolen rather than earned. Perhaps if he'd had any understanding of the difference, perhaps he, being Voldemort, had any understanding of the difference between genuine love and the kind that you compel, Voldemort might have had a better grasp of its power. Luckily for Harry, he did not. And that sentence right there gave me goosebumps again, as I'm right now, as I read it, but is just like, that is a cool fucking character. JK, you're a babe. Yeah. Voldemort's a brilliant villain, and he outdoes Darth Vader. He outdoes Hook. Oh, he for is sure. Cool. Absolutely. Well I'm done. not playing devil's advocate here, but I disagree with that. All right, fair. <laughs> That's fair. You're allowed to. I, Who, what villain do you like better? Oh, before prequels, Vader, for sure. He's got a way cooler outfit. <laughs> it's just all about it's yeah, the same. It's a black cape. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got a helmet and, and little LEDs. This is true. No, it's a that's very good. I I agree that I think he's a very good complex interesting character i've always found voldemort interesting i found his death in the books super amazing how Mm. he's built himself up to be this like otherworldly person like he's gone through all these magical transformations and he tries to get as far away from human as possible and then like the ending you know of that fight is like they just say tom riddle's body fell to the floor Mm -hmm. and it's just like no he's just tom riddle yeah, he really is just Tom Riddle. He's trying to run away, and you said it perfectly. He's trying to run away and not be human, and it's the most human component of us that right. is his demise. Yeah, love it's and death. It's really beautiful. It's That's really what we poetic. break down to. Yeah. It is. I think yeah. it's great. He's poetic. Character. As a sidebar, I do fully agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I won, Craig. I, yeah. I would say. <laughs> no, moving on. Tom, I won, Craig. I won, Tom <laughs> Riddle <laughs> is the interest. Voldemort yes. is not. All right, fair. Yeah. I can see that. Persons. I can see like. The back but I like them both. A, I'm, yeah. I'm just Voldemort's just a stage name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Voldemort. It's his drag. You're on drag in five name. minutes. I've seen Drag Voldemort as a oh, yeah. good show. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one that I keep showing oh, you guys yeah. randomly. It's good. It's like the heavy metal Voldemort, and they're like, he does a death drop and everything. It's yeah, really good. I it's haven't seen funny. this. Oh, I need to show you. I it's wonderful. Very scared of death drops. And now that we've mentioned it, we should probably link it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very I think Patreon needs to know yeah. for sure. Okay. We got that <laughs> coming Good job, you. Kate. Yeah. Way to do I your have research. much more to say. Maybe we'll do a full topic I think we need to do a topic because I, yeah. I thought of a few things that I think could yeah. tangent us for a good 20 minutes. And or I, so. mm-hmm. I have like Let's another two pages of notes that I didn't talk about today. All right. I think that we're going to do it. Yeah. I have lots to say. Riddle me this. What if his the system had changed? And, no, I have so many questions. Okay, okay. Laura. Uh, so I think mine will be two because I honestly just don't think we can say their names without saying them together. Oh, mine's Crab and Goyle. Ooh, <laughs> defend them, defend them, defend them. That's hilarious. Honestly, I, I like. I don't want to pin this all on a nature versus nurture kind of thing, but I really do think that. 
they were just so dumb. And if they had just sat next to, like, even if they didn't sit together, because I know they both come from Death Eater families, Mm -hmm. but, like, they're just dumb kids who wanted a friend, and they met Malfoy. Oh. You know? I honestly, like, if they just sat next to Ron, or if they sat next to Neville, they probably would have been okay. But really, like, I get it, yeah, they're henchmen, they're like, they're just like goofy side characters or whatever. But, like, if you think about them as human beings, those two poor boys could have... Well, they're rich, but... Uh, <laughs> those poor sense. rich boys. Two poor little rich boys. If oh, they had just boy. met a good person, mm-hmm. they probably would have been fine. I they think probably, they probably would have been better. I don't or, know. Like, their yeah. parents being Death Eaters, yeah. they mm-hmm. may have gone yeah, that route. Yeah. But, you know, Sirius and Regulus, like, they found True. their way. Snape found it's his not, way. It's not like a... Uh, for sure. Yeah. Or just have it's the not a Death Eater sentence to have a Death Eater <laughs> family member. No, but, true. like, yeah, no, they're just, they're very dumb, very impressionable. Yeah. And I think if someone had just paid a little bit more attention to them, like, like even a teacher or something like that, just, like, found them a hobby, just give them something to do other than trying to impress Malfoy for some reason, they might not have turned out to be so shitty. They're kind of the Karen and Gretchen. Like, as soon as Katie comes into the power, they're just like... It's a mean girls thing, everyone. They're kind of like, as soon as Regina's out of power, they're just like, okay, Katie, you lead us. So had they found Katie from the beginning, they wouldn't be horrible. Their hair wouldn't be full of secrets. (laughs) Thank you, Katie. I needed someone to laugh at that. (laughs) That's funny. I like that, Laura. I really like that. I think they'd probably be still pretty unpleasant, but it is really like another sort of going, aw, when you see them getting bullied so much by, like, Draco. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, ah, that fucking sucks. But, like, I mean, obviously they're dumb. people like that, though. But that's not their fault. They were born that way. And they were probably hanging out with Draco before they got to Hogwarts because their families are Death Eaters. Like, they probably all knew each other. Yeah, I think they were probably all friends. Forced friendship. Like, maybe they all hung out in their mansions before going to school. Because, like, mm-hmm. they're all like they're all from old wizarding families, and obviously they were all Death Eaters together, so that they were palling around. The parents mm-hmm. were anyway. So, yeah, they probably knew each other before school. Mm-hmm. To, like, I think just... they're a little bit like Kate Winslet in The Holiday, just to bring that back again. <laughs> they're the not holiday. being the stars of their own stories. Yeah. They're literally being supporting characters for other people. And if they just stood up for themselves and said, no, I don't want to be evil today, maybe they wouldn't be evil today. Maybe. I don't think they have much of a chance. Yeah. They're also, you know, villainous henchmen in a cartoony way. So I don't think they were ever really going to get the amount of pages that a lot of the other characters do. But I just, I think of like these sad boys who just wanted the cool guy to like them and they just got swept away with it. And like that was just a life path that happened for them and it, it could have been different. Craig, you look sad. Craig does look sad. I have to be devil's advocate. (laughs) You're just defending her defense. Because we're all smart. We all have good points. Okay, yeah. So they're just followers for the first few books. They could have maybe been lumps of clay (laughs) in other hands other than Malfoy's. Uh, And what, you're going to take them away from their parents as well. So their upbringing would have to completely change for them to maybe be good people because we saw when the Caros took over that they had a knack for learning, like, torturing other students and learning the spells that they're not supposed to. That was like someone saying, hey, you're really good at this. You should do this more. And they were like, what? Is this positive attention? And then, of course, they were going to try and impress them. It's just like another case of, like, a different kind of Malfoy taking advantage of their stupidity. 
you what tell someone they're really good at killing people, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe that is my thing. Because no <laughs> one you. else has Everyone told me. you, Laura? No, if I'm I good said. at a lot of other things. <laughs> I have She's a supportive community. Attention yeah. I think they still would have been, to, I guess, to play a little bit into Craig's devil, devilness. Thank you. Um, <laughs> advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that it had they chosen um, like someone from another house or something, they'd still be bullies. Like, let's say if they were dropped into James Potter year and let's say they went to James Potter, I think they'd be his brawn making fun of Snape. Like, I think wherever they go, whatever house they'd be, they'd still be there like bumbling, uh, just muscly and they'd still make fun of kids maybe for the good guy like james potter was the good guy but i think they would still be bullies but james potter is still a dick though Mm -hmm. i just i'm thinking like what if dumbledore took a shining to crab and goyle the way that he does for harry like without any sort of (laughs) like why would he without any sort of like separate agenda that we you know you eventually Mm -hmm. you eventually find out but like just finding a friend but like getting a mentor just was like hey this kid needs some help because he sucks Mm. and he needs someone to be positive for him because Mm. no one else is okay yeah that's different than just befriending uh, someone in another house yeah like i totally agree with that um i mean i do not think that they would be i don't think they're good but it's like i do i do think that they were given a bit of a bit of a raw deal but like also this is just something i've heard from other people obviously i haven't experienced this myself but like growing up as a big kid like as a kid that is substantially bigger than the other kids that are with you Mm -hmm. and we know that crab and goyle are both bigger kids like they say that like these two giants Mm -hmm. and then malfoy in the middle Mm -hmm. and like doing that you end up accidentally hurting a lot of people when you're playing and then they end up treating you badly and treating you like they're fearful of you like i've heard other people say like oh well in the playground you know like we'd just be playing but like i'd accidentally hurt people and then like i'd be this hulking monster that everyone was afraid of Mm. and like that can't be easy Mm. and that would also suck yeah but that's not to say that's kind of like fuel for the bully fire but like they, I don't think they deserve what they got. I no. think like that's like a deep prejudice as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. They could have just turned out just as bad because Malfoy was normal sized and he's a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a normal sized dick. He's a normal. <laughs> he's an average sized. Dick. About the size of a ferret. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, he gets turned turn. into a ferret. I know, but we were talking. How about is that not the dicks. eventual conclusion of that? conversation it, oh, it's just so weird it's Ugh. always just so weird i just think that if you see someone struggling because they're lashing out maybe you should reach out to them and say hey buddy do i'd you like need to a know what aaron would say about this yeah dumbledore reached out to tom riddle when he was lashing out and nothing changed okay yeah, he didn't but, sting boom, through but 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 tom riddle was alone crab and goyle always have each other yeah. and Malfoy sometimes and their parents so, did love I him. think they would slip under the radar because yeah. they did have a community exactly yeah, yeah. They're, they're just like they're just like the average like eh, they're here they're, fine. they're happy they're, they're not like they're with friends they're it's, not like hurting anyone specifically at the moment it's the ones without friends that yeah. generally have like, the raw deal instead of Dumbledore Madame Hooch 
Like, like, okay, listen. Yeah, you're not going to pass yeah, classes. Whip them into shape. You're not going to pass classes, but you guys would be excellent coaches or something. Like, come Beaters. on out. Blah, blah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to personally train you. I mean, you can work with me. Yeah. You can come work in the wand shop. You can learn, or wand shop, broom <laughs> shop. You can learn all about broom care. Yeah, I feel the like long they'd be better shop. at, like, like a trade. Of magical creatures or, like, yeah. something like that where it's, like... Yeah, yeah, like, like or Hagrid being like, "Come on down to my, sh- yeah, my oh my god, hut. what if he, like if they eat hung some out stone with Hagrid? Cakes. Yeah, like, I think dog. that would have been a really nice friendship. Yeah. It would have been really see, nice. I see that happening, but not as long as Malfoy's there. Well, yeah, no, yeah. this would be something that they, they would were do already, in secret, like, and then maybe like once the they were old enough Malfoy. to yeah. like feel like they could actually assert their power and be, or not their power, but like assert their own opinion, and be like, "Listen, Malfoy, you treat us like shit." And we're sick of it. We're gonna go hang out with Hagrid. He's well, got they do cake. that, and then he's got uh, cake. Yeah. Then we crab, love cake. Crab releases. <laughs> you know we love cake. <laughs> so you can't trust yeah. them to get out from under Malfoy's yeah. thumb yeah. either. They're big dummies. Yeah. I will say, like crab and Goyle eating that floating cake <laughs> is all of funny. us. <laughs> it's all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just ooh, I just weird had about like this. I just had like four a four course. Like Christmas dinner, yeah. walk out. They had Ow. a dozen cupcakes in their arms, <laughs> right? and they're like, "No, the floating ones," <laughs> which makes me think back. Yeah. Eat it all. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that's me in a video game. I'm like, I already have all of these flowers, but I must Aww. pick that one over there. <laughs> Laura playing Skyrim in a nutshell. It's <laughs> just it's the same with Zelda. I pick a lot of flowers. That's really cute. I like it. I like flowers, guys. Uh. She's crying with the cat on her lap. She's in a onesie and she's (laughs) saying she likes flowers. And she likes compassion for crab and goyle. That's sweet. Two big old dummies being dummies. I just want people to be happy (laughs) and to have flowers and cake. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) Apparently. Hmm. Anyone have anything else? We did it. I think that we did it. Yeah, we did it. If you what have, do you guys think, yeah. or like, what characters would you do you think get a raw deal, and you'd like to defend? Cho send Chang. us an essay. We'll read it. <laughs> yeah, we will. We I'll send will. you my thesis. Please read it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for our intense Voldemort topic later. <laughs> we already talked about movie Voldemort versus book Voldemort. I think that was like our second yeah, episode yeah. or something. Long time but ago. but it's definitely worth a revisit in more in depth because that character is very complex. Yeah, yeah. and I I would love to talk I, more about him. Crab and Goyle? <laughs> About what? Voldemort? No, I was just I was just going to start something that we wouldn't be able to stop for like 20 minutes. So yeah. <laughs> I'll save it. Let's just talk about Voldemort well, again. Don't worry. <laughs> it will get brought up next He had a bunch episode. of horcruxes. We got to do at least seven topics on them, right? Yeah, right. So, one for every part. We, we have a plan yeah. for next episode, we which do. is rare. So. We'll stick with it. Yeah, yeah. we will. Plans are precious. Yes. We don't have a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. All right, so now it is time for a quizzle. We're going to do a quizzle. We have all four of us here, so we can do our house point. Quick quotes quiz. So this one, I'm feeling rather generous. Yeah, um, right. I am. <laughs> to whom? I, yeah. <laughs> to my fellow. To her own brain. So it's going to be super hard, not no. super, I think super it's going to be all right. I th- I honestly do. So this is like a famous quote. And, you know, mm-hmm. I always. think that... It, it could be not always, but I think that this is like something that is on a lot of stuff, 
But, like, maybe the origin might be a little bit muddy. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, I think that it's, in general, okay. pretty good. Anyway, I don't want to set it up too much. So, um, just for new listeners, we're going to do a, a quote. And I'm going to ask them who says it and in which book. And um, the it, we're playing for house points. Craig is for Hufflepuff. Kate is for Gryffindor. Laura's for Ravenclaw. And I am for Slytherin. And if, and if I stumps, stumps everybody, I get full points. Yeah. Ew. Um, the quote is, don't let the muggles get you down. Oh. Don't oh, let the muggles get you down. Origin. Now I'm second guessing myself. What do you want us to, who's saying it? Who's saying it and in which book? Oh, just two things. Yeah. Well, we'll have a bonus round if, if anybody wants to do the chapter title at the end or something like that, then, uh, but for the beginning part, those, those are the two I'm looking for. Classic quizzle. Okay, I'm sending you a picture of what I wrote. The first one's my official answer. What? <laughs> what? Do you not know how texting We're works? We're too old. <laughs> Wait, so you wrote it in your phone. Yeah. You took a screenshot and then you data messaged it to her. Sure. Why didn't you just write it in the text? She'll see. The first one's my official answer, uh, but I wanted someone to witness the other things gosh. I wrote. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> right it's funny but it's... it would have worked just as fine as a text <laughs> <laughs> it was just faster for me to take a picture and send than write it out again yeah, well, it's true it's very okay. funny <laughs> i'm just going with my first thought then all right all right so laura says ron weasley one of the books dot 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 five very interesting all right. Is it? Well, I'll, I'll reveal all once I've said all of the guesses. Mm-hmm. Kate says, don't let the muggles get you down, written at the top. Who? Hagrid. Book one. And then underneath, Seamus. Book one. And then underneath that, a Weasley twin. Dot, dot, dot. Book. Dot, dot, dot. Book two. <laughs> it's very funny. I wrote as I was thinking. Oh, head. wait. I, I was confused by Pinterest. Too. Damn it. <laughs> and then Craig says... Ron, book three. And Craig is correct. Oh, oh thanks. to Craig. Half marks to Laura. Voldemort yeah, that I got that right. Because I was second guessing myself because it's usually points. attributed to Hagrid, right? Is it? That's, what That's I thought. who I was Hagrid mixed was up my between. choice. Yeah, I was like, no, it's Hagrid. Like, I was like, no, everyone in or in the cauldron. movie, they say it or something. Hagrid says it or something. But no, it's actually a Ron quote. Mm. And I'm glad I stuck Ooh, with Ooh, now that. I want to go back to the movies because I have Hagrid in a leaky cauldron. So I wonder if it's a, if he it says may, it in the movie. I, if, mm. it, if it was in the movie... Then prove me wrong. I can. If look it that is up. in the movie, then it should get like half points or something because, like, I don't know. Yeah. But I thought it was the twins. But it's movie. in a letter, mm-hmm. right? Well, is it? Is that your bonus question? No. Uh, but my bonus question is, I mean, that's more of a of a particular thing. But I can do the bonus question of what is the chapter title? Oh, crap. <laughs> That took way too long, so I thought you might have something else. No. Uh, crap. I just um, forgot words. <laughs> forgot which words existed. All right. I'm going to do this in order. I got it as well. Laura says, birthday? Question <laughs> 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 mark. <laughs> Craig says, Christmas at the borough. Oh. And then Kate says, don't let the muggles get ya. Or dem, bu- dem muggles. But actually, the big black dog, the Grim. <laughs> I like all of these, but they're all wrong. Oh. Uh, what was it? The chapter title is Owl Post. 
That's why I was like, I don't really oh, want to say that. It was, a, it was a letter. It was okay. a letter. But it is on his birthday. So you're mm. like, you're is the chapter right after it. about the dog? When he sees the dog when he's going no, to get the night box? No, this is when he's still in, uh, in private drive. Like, this is like yeah. the first chapter of the third book. So Slytherin gets five points. <laughs> and Hufflepuff gets ten. Hufflepuff that gets ten. That doesn't happen very often. And I get Ravenclaw so. gets five. Whip whop, sorry. You made funnies. <laughs> and well, I'm going to go back to the movie happiness. and see if Hagrid said it. Yeah, and honestly, if it if that's mm-hmm. the truth, then 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 points no, no, because that watch should count. Let's see where I would have found that. So can't confirm nor deny. All right. Well so, done. Yeah. Good Quizzle. quiz. In lieu of segments, uh, we've got a little interview coming up uh, after our outro or part of our outro. In the middle of our outro. Our Good friends, we say that. Uh, we'll wait to hear what they say about us. Yes, no, maybe. Uh, but Valhalla Quidditch, which is the Greater Toronto Area Quidditch team, which we met in yeah. Blythe again, and we got a little interview with them. So we'll uh, finish the episode by talking a little bit about Blythe and let them have the floor for mm-hmm. a bit. I think uh, it's Valfreya that we actually talked uh, to. Valhalla but it's a, and Valfreya, yeah, yeah. It's the same sort of, um, sort of group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but until then, uh, we're going to really right to ruin our, kill. our our night oh. by doing a very strange. No, Mary I'd Bob like kill. it, Greg. <laughs> it's not as strange as um, what's our good friend that gives us gross ones. <laughs> oh, Will, Will, no. the Hufflepuff. Strange as Will. Yeah, monster. Why, why do you say the Hufflepuff that way? Because he, he is knows the Hufflepuff. Who he is. <laughs> well, we're gonna do our defense characters. So uh, we've got Tom Riddle for Kate, Crabbe and Goyle for Laura, Harry Potter for Katie, and uh, the indomitable Cornelius Fudge for me. (laughs) And it's Mary, Boff, Kill, and and BFF Forever Drinking drinking Buddy. buddy, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drinking Buddy. Four categories, five lovely gents. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I got mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to marry Harry um, because I actually love Harry. He's amazing. I love him. And I could be a potter. And that makes me happy. That's nice. Yeah. I could go visit Lily in the mirror and just look at her and hope that maybe one day I will have a baby like Lily that's beautiful with red hair and gorgeous. I basically want Laura as my child, so. Oh, I'm a brunette. <laughs> wow. Don't tell them that. It's a secret. They Your didn't hair know the the, her hair color anyway. Your right. hair is red now. Yeah, it's red now. It's, it's covered red for a while. Yeah. What do I know? Um, I just I just want to prepare you for what's going to happen. <laughs> Don't wish for this. What? It's not really You want red. a child who looks like Laura. Yeah. Aw, that's really nice. I like you, okay? <laughs> no. Uh, it's not because it's the obvious choice and he's the only good person. It's because I actually love Harry, so. Oh, that's okay. nice. I'm going to boff a Cornelius fudge. <laughs> um, because uh. I feel like he would make a great submissive. Moving on. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I mean... Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Would he? I don't know. No, we were just talking about could how do. weak he was. And he's could a pushover. Do. And so I feel like you could just, not even a submissive, but I feel like you could just be like, I like it this way. Please do this. To, and blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, okay. Although I feel like someone, he might be like one of those people, you know, I, I think this is a stereotype, but like you see this in pop culture, like 
someone who is like a high powered person who like makes mm. decisions all day just wants to someone else to tell them what to do yeah and maybe he wants to like clean the floor with his he's tongue he's probably I don't know. like a big baby he's a big baby he's a big baby I, I don't bet. have oh. any money I'm a baby oh my god I'm a baby that was a ridiculous episode <laughs> Okay, I'm going to bop Cornelius Fudge. It's going to be horrible, but it will be over in a hot minute. He keeps the bowler hat on. Yes, he does. And his white socks with the straps. That's really good. His sock garters. Yeah. Uh, It will be a real boring minute, but it will be over quickly. (laughs) Zing. Uh, I am going to BFF. I'll change it up a bit. Instead of drinking buddies, I'm going to visit him in jail. Like one of those glass phone calls. Tom Riddle. You're going to, like, silence the lambs that yeah. shit. I want to talk to him and just be like, let's mm. see if we can teach you mm. some compassion and empathy. Mm. Let me be your therapist. It's or like a, a really him. shitty bar. It's not a bar. It's jail. <laughs> it's not a bar. It's jail. I'm talking it's called him. the bars. The bars. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, like, they go to the bar or behind bars. Behind yeah. bars. Yeah. Mm. And then That's funny. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Talk to Tom Riddle. So you're killing Crab and Goyle? I'm killing Crab and Goyle. Whoa. I'm sorry. Two deaths. Two deaths. For the price for the- of one. Yeah. For, yeah, hey, for you have something to talk one. about with Voldemort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I killed Crab like, and Goyle. Guess what? I'm a murderer <laughs> too. We can bond over yeah, this. I now relate to you. Oh my God. Are they recording our conversations? Fuck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Dementor is there. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. I like Sorry, that. Crab and Goyle. Jeez. Surprising. All right. I think I have men. Sister wives. Sister wives. Sister wives. Yeah, for sure. Sister wives. <laughs> of course I'm marrying Harry. He's the best. And you I want always do. I fucking love him. Always marry he's a He's my potter. guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's fun and um, rich. So yeah, right. <laughs> really, where's the downside here? And definitely marry Magical. Him. Magical. Fine. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm definitely marrying him. I'm going to boff Crab and Goyle because two for the price of one. <laughs> they can really just so, like lift you up. You right? Know? Get that Malfoy sandwich. A true Eiffel Tower. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Nice. Craig oh. loves nice. it. <laughs> That's worse than mine. It's worse love than it. yours. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, worth There's it. There's nothing left to teach you. <laughs> Is this the end, the official end of Katie Craig Friendship Hour? It's like Craig just like does a yoga friendship. and like disappears into his clothes. <laughs> He's sitting on a rock at the edge of a cliff and just yeah, slowly descends. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Oh god. <laughs> Craig is my Jedi master. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I guess so. Um I'm gonna kill Voldemort and that means that I have to be best friends with Cornelius Fudge, Ugh. which is repugnant and it really of- sucks. You don't have to be best friends. You just have to drink with him. Well, okay, mm. I can drink with him, but I feel like he's like talk not that I like. I enjoy all my uncles, but it, like it feels like an uncle you don't want to talk to. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like stuck there, and you're system. like, yeah, I know. And he's like, you know what's uh, the thing about um, muggles? Think is? of all the and you're secrets like, you can get off, out of him, sir. Yeah. What? <laughs> Think of all the secrets. Oh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> You'd have to surpass like drunk but still sober, so really annoying and talking loud, and get to like incredibly drunk, where you're just like, you know what? 
Here's the well, key to the ministry. You have just a lifetime to get to that to point. The, <laughs> you can come to the ministry anytime. Just come on. Come into this Let's room of secrets that no one knows about. I want about. there to be like a She'll wall between them. She'll just let you in. I'll tell just her. Just let her. Just I'm just I'm the minister, so <laughs> so um yeah. <laughs> and then maybe he can tell me about his weird baby fetishes. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm going to find out all the secrets. Um, then I'll blackmail him later. <laughs> and he'll always say that when it comes to paying the town. You're going, I'm just your baby. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> your baby. You don't have any money. How do I preface this? Oh, no. She's like doing like a tenting her fingers in a very Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns-ish mm-hmm. way. Um, may I spoil Cursed Child slightly? Oh, yeah. I think we've done that already. Go for it. Doing it. Okay, so. Oh, shit. (laughs) Gonna marry Harry, obviously. Sister wives, sister wives. Sister wives. Sister wives. Also like that sleek, easy hair potion money. Yeah. My hair would be so good. So good. And you'd be very rich. Yeah. Yeah. And Harry's a good dude. I feel like it's a good choice. And you Um, might have a naturally redheaded child. Maybe. Mm, recessive gene. It'd be really mm, cool. And out. then I could fool everyone and be like, mm, that one came out of me. That's a real. As people actually. say all the time yeah. about their children. Yeah, it's a that one came out of me. Of all so, um, oh my gosh, which one came out of you? <laughs> um, that one came out of me. That one came out of me. Yeah. Mom's out there. Please Adopt, let us know shop. if you say that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm going to kill Cornelius Fudge. Oh, dang. Just because I, I, I feel like the options for him have come up in the past, and it's just, eh, you know, you had your time. Mm. Um, I'm going to be drinking buddies with Crab and Goyle because <laughs> I think it might be kind of fun to be like a nice Malfoy because they would like try to Aww. impress me, and Aww. then I could still make them do really dumb things to make me laugh, but they're not going to like end up murdering anyone. Oh, I have an analogy that now you'll understand. But it's like Naomi and Amos in The Expanse. Like, she's like a smart person and he's like a big old dumb idiot. And she like tells him what to do and he's like, all right, I trust you. You've got good judgment. I don't have good judgment. And you could do that. Yeah. 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 That's basically Laura's defense. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, um, what have I done? What are you doing? You're marrying Harry. I married Harry. BFFing. BFFing. Drinking buddies, Crab and Goyle. Um, killing Cornelius Fudge, which means what that uh, I will yeah. buff Voldemort in my mind and then tell everyone I am the Augury. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not how that. No, works. no, <laughs> at all. Damn it! <laughs> There's a huge foil to your plan, Laura. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Bellatrix and tell everyone that I slept with Voldemort, but. I just, you know, had a side piece that I didn't want to admit. She has a legitimate husband. husband. <laughs> yeah, Like, but... why is she fuck? Whatever. Rodolphus is... Yeah. yeah. Out of the picture, like, he's... apparently. He Beating. knows it wasn't yeah. his. Like, yeah. it certainly wasn't Voldemort. She could not be like, mm, yeah. that came out of you. No, that was... <laughs> yeah. It came out of... Us together. Yeah. Us together. Yeah. Intertwined. I mean, like, yeah, sure. Ugh. Bellatrix gets pregnant, whatever. <laughs> It's not by Voldemort. So uh, she had, you know, an elaborate uh, lie that she told to someone. She had lie and B. So I'm going to do that too. I'm going to... All right. Not sleep with Voldemort. You are getting it. You found a loophole. I'm lying. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) lie. That you slept with him. Yeah. 
I accept it. Because it is late. I am the augury! <laughs> She's also the yes. augury. All right, Craig. <clears throat> well, speaking of Bellatrix, My I'm going to role play as Bellatrix. Oh. So that means I'm marrying Voldemort. All right. It's, but why? It's my deepest wish because I'm attracted to power and he will become the most powerful wizard in the world and take over and I will be his queen. <laughs> yeah, she dreams of him. It's all. Like the And I have a thing for How silly no this noses. is. Snake noses. Is <laughs> like that's hard to overcome, but the cuteness of Craig being Voldemort's queen <laughs> is enough that I'm just going to accept this at face value and say yes indeed. Okay. Well, now I'm torn because I know he has this thing with Harry, but I can't if you're role playing as Bellatrix, you'd be killing Harry. Yeah, you can't get out of that yeah. one. I'm. I don't want to drink with him, and I certainly don't want to bone him. He likes Muggles, of course, is despicable. So, killing Harry Potter mm. with a cackle. Mm. It's some brand. And I'll push him. For push great. him through that veil after his uh, Godfather. Yeah, Whoa, that's harsh. Needlessly <laughs> hurtful. Ruthless. Usually we just skip over the killing part. We're like, we did it. It's fine. We, what Moving. did we decide that it has to be it, through it's sword? stabbing. Yeah. Run through, <laughs> and then I'll push him through Although the Although we've talked well, about death by shoo a lot. So I don't that's know. funny. There, there is no canon about well, how, how people... There is no mischief managed canon about how we have to kill uh, people. I think there is. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bone... There's disagreement. I'm going to bone... Well, that's canon. Disagreement. Disagreement is canon. <laughs> I'm going to bone Cornelius Fudge because we haven't taken over the ministry yet and I'm going to get close enough to put an imperious curse on him. And otherwise you'd have to bone children. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to go drinking with them, get yeah. them on my side, make sure they're taking care of my nephew. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see if I maybe some like rewards can come down the road if they keep my nephew safe. The more and more this goes on, the more and more Craig is like turning into the role. He's method acting right now. I hope he's not killing anyone. Let's uh, yeah, let's I keep, Harry keep it off. Put a lid on this. <laughs> I don't want you to go too far down this rabbit hole. Bellatrix is not someone you really want to turn into. <laughs> no. Oh, speaking of my other defend character. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, yeah, that's mine. Did you do all of them? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Crab and Goyle are my drinking buddies. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Killing Harry, marrying her one and only. Mm. Moldy Voldy. That's a good one. Hmm. I liked it. it. It's weird. All right, so Blythe happened, the festival of wizardry, the transfigured town. Mm -hmm. Is it transfigured town or festival of wizardry? It's transfigured town festival of wizardry because transfigured town is the parent company that does all the little festival things. Right, right, They have a Game of Thrones one and a Doctor Who one and maybe another one, I forget. Kate was swamped with work and she could not join, unfortunately, but Laura, Craig, and I went to the transfigured town wizard festival in Blythe, Ontario, and uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was great. they I definitely. It was fun. I don't the think the weather was much nicer. Oh, this year. So well, nice. yeah, that was and no the tornado. Best part. No tor- Well, there well, was the day tornado. before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had to cancel some things on Friday and oh. then move everything to the arena. But uh, they said that they still had a good time, mm-hmm. and it was mostly students. I think on the Friday, they had a a cheap day for nice. schools to come. So mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it was good? It was cute. It, it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of, like, neat vendors there. There was a lot of, like, you know, sort of not, like, well, just, like, normal vendors that you see at any sort of Comic-Con or convention of any sort. Yeah. Um, that just sort of sell internet stuff. And more this year than last year. Um, yeah, more vendors. But bigger tents. And there yeah. was, like, fewer people and it was spread out more so you didn't get that sort of claustrophobic feeling mm. or at least i didn't mm-hmm. um yeah i actually nice. had time to like stop and talk to almost all the vendors really any like any of the ones who were like receptive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to talking to people i'm like i was walking around with a camera so mm-hmm. i'm sure that was like kind of like a a shield in a way but like there were a lot of people who were just like oh that's so cool that you're here what are you doing and then like we talked for a bit and they'd tell me like a little bit about their stuff and that's cool i noticed there was a lot of tea vendors this year yeah that was like the theme it was like nerds like tea wait that was such a good idea and like everyone was doing like house teas and like like potter themed things and i was like that's really cute i like it a lot katie brought us a we're drinking it today. What is it? Pumpkin juice chai. Mm. It's so good. It's a yummy mm. tea. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, it's really good. Was that by Geeky Teas? Yes, it is. Yeah. By Geeky Teas. Yeah. Yeah. I think the vendors were, was a big positive, increasing the number and just the, like, last year obviously got blown out of proportion. So we By were wind. There, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Sounds like they had a backup we, plan with the arena this year. Yeah, yeah. And we only got the Saturday last year which was the biggest busiest day this year as well yeah um mm. but significantly less people still a lot yeah like mm. that parking lot was full but it, it was it was enough that it it could peter out and by like i don't know three thirty that end bit a lot of people had already gone home yeah and like they had more i feel like they had more facilities like there was like more food trucks there was mm-hmm. like an actual like seating area for food the like mm-hmm. stage was like in it like had a bigger place for it like a mm-hmm. separate place for it like things were more spread out and i think that they took it yeah. a little bit like the stuff from the bad things from last year and not that it was bad last year but like they, they definitely recognized yeah. what they needed to improve and they yeah. have started to do whether that, they listen nice. to our suggestions or oh, not yeah. well i mean <laughs> i noticed some of the things that like i know that we mentioned on the podcast yeah. last mm-hmm. year like the signs were handwritten last year mm-hmm. on crystal board this year they had like really nice themed um yeah, like signage like that was like banner yeah. banners and they were like uh staked into the ground and mm-hmm. everything like that mm-hmm. yeah the setup um, was much better yeah it was really cute they they put a lot of thought into like the details i mean obviously they can't say like hogwarts or anything like that so they came mm-hmm. up with their own like made up like school Borealis yeah school of wizardry and it was yeah. like about the canadian school and there was like different houses and so cool. there was yeah, like activities for kids and year one and year two and it was it was cute Mm -hmm. borealis like aurora borealis aurora Mm -hmm. borealis i like that Mm -hmm. yeah i wish we got to observe a little bit more of like what the activities were but i think it was it was more so like they had hired uh people to facilitate like a school type activity for groups of children so there was Mm -hmm. like there was definitely wand making in one tent but like the tent was so big Mm -hmm. that i was like what else is it for yeah. And then, like, there was a small thing that we, we saw a little bit of. Uh, there were a couple people leading, like, a dueling workshop. So mm-hmm. I guess after they had made their wands, they, they got to learn how to, like, use them safely. Yeah. And they were mostly yeah. emphasizing, like, make Don't sure you're people. far away from anyone when <laughs> you're wielding kids, your yeah. wand. And, like, yeah. it, was, it was nice. And, like, uh, kids, like, they were very in character. Were, like, 
really having a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there was That's a bunch cute. of other people too, but it was like. And that was really just when it. we saw it. Like it yeah, was we were continually pretty late. going yeah, on. Yeah, we were I think. late in the game for sure. Like in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people had gone, gone home by that point. Um, but Quidditch was awesome. Yeah, Quidditch was great. We yeah, had. Very brutal. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah we guys saw are some. so brave. We saw some <laughs> accidents on the, the Saturday. And one girl looked like she got a concussion. Someone else looked like they. I don't know, had a leg injury, like yeah. a ligament Jeez. or something like that. But it was, it was, they had oh, paramedics hard on to see. Site, but, uh, the problem was, though, on Sunday was supposed to be a oh, bronze yeah. medal game and a gold medal we game. We the game. We planned, we were just like, oh, we'll do everything during the bronze medal game and go to the gold medal game. They canceled the bronze medal game. Mm-hmm. Maybe a team didn't show up or something, or they mm-hmm. said, maybe we have to get out of here earlier. Yeah, uh, so they played... The gold medal game during the time slot of the bronze and i don't know if they told anyone yeah a whole bunch of people showed up at 3 30 for the gold medal match and there wasn't a field everyone's packing like, up yeah. yeah and we're like oh no we what happened it. and yeah. someone came cool. down and told us so i don't know if yeah. that was uh conveyed at all uh it i really sh- think they should have gone over a pa system yeah. well, at least from the stage one. yes that and would we wouldn't be have something. heard it from the stage anyway but yeah. like that that's something that we said last year too is like just for communicating across a huge festival like that without a pa system is really really difficult yeah um that's why you don't change times like when you're running in a large event like that you just yeah. that's when it's booked in that's when it's booked in yeah you know unless there's something crazy like a tornado coming through yeah. <laughs> yeah. we gotta go and you cancel the whole festival but yeah. like moving spontaneously moving things around especially when you know there's going to be a large group of people interested in that one thing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but. that that's really the only uh did you guys yeah. see jenny was jenny was like jenny weasley ginevra ginevra yes, we spotted her um, yeah she actually did like a whole q a thing like cool. in uh on the stage and um there was a section laid out for uh people who had questions or like the the vip section i guess it was closest yeah. to stage but yeah. um there were a whole bunch of little girls that got to ask her questions and mm. um it was really sweet yeah it was mm. nice and i actually learned some interesting things that i i didn't know about uh the shooting of the second movie uh, that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, she uh, she fielded a lot of the questions. Um, she answered like everything really nicely, and mm-hmm. like it was it was a really entertaining Q and A that that she did. And then um, afterwards, she stayed uh, in photos. at the arena to do photos and autographs and stuff. And uh, we skipped that just because it was kind of expensive. But... Yeah, I was gonna say, was it like Comic Con where you have to pay to yeah. Yeah. take a photo with them? Yeah, it's yeah, like it fan was. expo. But okay. what what did you Prices. learn? Because people are going to want to know that. Well, like uh, she said that I think she was asked like, "What was your favorite movie to film?" And she said, "Chamber of Secrets." Well, that's when and her character took off. Yeah, she was like, "It was a huge step for me. It was like going from nothing to like having this like very complex story happen to you, and like as a young girl trying to act." Like you're possessed, and like Laura's saying, there's this one scene that's like a de- deleted scene where she actually like had to go and like you know fake strangle a bunch of roosters. Like mm. it would have showed her like hmm. in in Hagrid's cabin or yeah. hut or whatever, like you know doing doing that um, while being possessed and stuff like that. When it didn't end up being in the in the movie, but she I was why. like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously like a little dark, yeah. but yeah, yeah, she had to film it, and she was like. You know, it was really, like, intense, and it was really, like, mm-hmm. eye-opening, and I really liked it. 
Um, <laughs> really like strangling those. Yeah, she, she like really liked choking the it. chicken. I eh? think like that was okay. <laughs> All right, you. <laughs> Too late for this. Um, but no, she was uh, she was really cool, and she like talked a lot about like the effect of Jenny Weasley like on young girls and like mm-hmm. her growing up and being rather a tomboy and stuff and being able to identify with Jenny Weasley quite a lot. Um, and yeah, she was, it was cute. They were like talking about like, oh, do you keep in, in touch with other people like from the cast? And she's like, yeah, you know, me and Katie Lung, the girl who plays mm-hmm. Cho Chang just went to, um, oh fuck, I forget the actress's name, the girl who played Parvati Patil's wedding. So like they all went together and it was like cute. And she's like, yeah, and whenever anyone has a show, like an opening or whatever. Yeah. Um, she was asked like who her favorite character or who her favorite um, person to film with was. And she collectively said the Weasley family. She said every time we were all together, it was just like jokes and love and was really sweet. Yeah. And that was kind and it was sweet to find out. And yeah, yeah she just seemed like genuine and... Mm-hmm. And she, also, her and Tom Felton live close enough to each other that they both go to the same grocery store, and they both have puppies right now. <laughs> That's Aww. adorable. Uh, Shafali Chowdhury. Oh yes, oh, yeah. And she got married. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah, so that was really awesome. Cool. Yeah, I I'd say the autographs and the pictures were very expensive for like, but regular Comic Con. It's really standard Price, prices. Yeah. Which you is can't annoying. really get away from that. It's like, weird to have that up there, I mean. Like, in Comic-Con, there's like 40 of these people doing this, and they got to get through uh, a couple hundred thousand people would be through on Comic-Con, maybe? Depends, I don't, Maybe really. not that many. I, but, Some people are only there for a day. Yeah, true. But, uh, like, I met a friend at the festival, um who I hadn't seen in a long time, and he had made... Yeah, shout out. Uh, Brad, hey. Uh, he had made, like, a, a wand box, and he was going to buy Ginny's wand, but he, he brought it for her to sign, and I thought, that's a good use of a, yeah. mm-hmm. a expensive signature. Yeah. 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 Something that you're going to keep around rather than maybe a poster gets ripped or yeah. a yeah. little notebook that you just keep. Or, like, her headshot or something. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, very good... Uh, improvement overall. Yeah. It, it was, was a lot fun. of fun. It was a lot of fun. And we, we got went to two the full days. Yeah, and there was needs like more dogs. Themed, needs more dogs. Yeah, they we didn't saw Wally again. Wally. Oh, he's so sweet. Um, Patreon will have a video for you eventually. eventually. We we just had to ed- edit it ourselves. It was before Tom edited it for us. <laughs> edited it. That's hard to say. It's like pocketed it. It's our version. Can we also post Craig as Newt holding? The furriest of snitches. Oh, that's cute. If you look up FOW2018, you'll see some pictures from Australia that are uh, some kite flying, but it is Festival of Wizardry hashtag as well. Yeah. I'm we number like three or four. Look at Newt uh, holding a very fluffy, very precious yeah. snitch. Yeah, like there was making a lady. out. A Pomeranian <laughs> dressed she up kissed as a snitch. Me. And it is very she was nice. very sweet. <laughs> lady. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. it was really cool, and uh, yeah, everyone was everyone was so kind and mm-hmm. nice. It's just nice to be around fans, and uh, it was great. We but, had people recognize us from yeah, last from year. Yeah, from last year, because we were wearing our costumes on the Sunday, so it was the same costumes that we were wearing last year, and people were like, were you here? And we're like, yeah. We never left. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Yes, that was fun. That yeah. was cute. Oh, but so yes, we, we talked to some... Um, Valhalla, Valfreya. I think they're from Valfreya. Uh, they probably played for both at one point in time. They um, do say they're 
who they play for right. in the interview. So to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better um, than we did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some Quidditch players. Uh, we are going to play that interview for you while Kate falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it came out of nowhere. And and we'll see you uh, next episode for our spooky Halloween spooky Halloween extravaganza. Episode. All right. Uh, what's your name and wh- why are we talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> Siraj. I play Quidditch, I guess. That's why I'm uh, here. For which team? I play Quidditch for Valfreya Quidditch. It's okay. the affiliate team for the Valhalla Quidditch program, and we play out of Toronto, Ontario. Amazing. So cool. You, have, you just had recruits. Yeah. L- lately, but like, when can people join the team if they or go up for trials? Um, there's tryouts kind of uh, for school teams. I think they're starting now at the beginning of the semester. Yeah. Um, for us, we're a community team. Um, we're always recruiting. ABC always recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just because we we want to just uh, get people into the community. Um, for our competitive team, there were tryouts for the Valhalla team, as it were. They have tryouts, and um, everyone who tries out, um, you know, they get evaluated, and then the, the best players they can make it to the the A team. Yep. And then uh, Valfreya is like an open community team if you're interested you just come down to practices we're always on social media we always yeah. want more people to come we always want to grow the sport that's the whole point because the more people playing then you know the more yeah. fun it is <laughs> and you were here at transfigured town how did you guys do um we did uh, i think really really well this was the first tournament of the season um it opened up the whole tournament it was our first tournament for valfreya as a team playing together lots of new recruits um lots of new players to the sport as well in general just like first time out ever playing quidditch that's and awesome. we came in second so <laughs> i think that was really really well done thank you so much our coach is super proud of us i was super proud of us um there is uh, four teams our uh, valhalla our our parent program they came in first so the finals is kind of fun <laughs> yeah. so yeah we think i think we did really well it was, this was my first tournament back after coming out of retirement for two years um there's a joke in quidditch that there's no such thing as retirement you just, no one retires you just keep coming back it's the joy of a community team it's a college sport it's a university sport but even after you graduate there's always someone to <laughs> take you and put you on your team but I was out for a year because I broke a collarbone. Oh, playing Quidditch? Rough game Quidditch. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we saw some injuries yesterday. Yeah, there's, we don't want to see that. <laughs> like, no. We try not to get the EMS involved, but um, yeah. it's a full contact sport. Sometimes people get hurt. It's never anyone's fault most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes you land poorly. To be honest, I injured myself when I broke a collarbone. It wasn't really cool. I didn't get like hit by a real... I like tripped and fell. But I mean, I, I was totally laid out by this guy who was like a linebacker. It's, it was, I scored as well. Well, just um, cut nice. that part out. Don't worry about it. Uh, are, is uh, Valhalla and Valfrey the only community teams that you play against? Are they all schools? Um, we have one new in. community team. In Ottawa? In Ottawa. Yeah. Oh. This, this season, yeah. there's a new community team in Ottawa. Valhalla is... Is the um, longest-running community team in Canada. There are some more community teams, I believe, forming up around uh, the country. There's a couple in the West Coast, in Vancouver as well, um, and there's a few in, uh, in the middle, in like Edmonton and Calgary. But for Eastern Canada, we are the longest-running community team. There is one starting this season, a brand new one in Ottawa. I believe they're the Otters, uh, something along those lines. Uh, so that's it's always good to like get more uh, more teams and like as the as people graduate, you yeah. get more fresh blood into the school teams, and then some of the people who are just so committed, you want to keep playing, start our own teams because <laughs> we're all kids at heart. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more tournaments coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, we're competing. This is the first tournament of the season. Right next week, we're competing in Montreal. Um, a bunch of teams will be uh, showing up there. Seven? Seven teams. I'm being fact checked by my captain behind me. <laughs> it's great. We've got seven team tournament in Montreal next week. 
Um, so this is only the beginning. We're only going up from here. Um, and uh, we have regionals coming up. November 3rd and 4th. November 3rd and 4th. Okay. <laughs> so November 3rd and 4th we have uh, regionals and then in the new year we'll have a national tournament as well. Um, that will wrap up the season and hopefully we'll get teams from out west coming in. Sorry. The regional tournament is in Oshawa, Ontario, so really close driving distance. There should be about 15 to 17 teams there from all across Ontario and Quebec. So Over a weekend or one Over day? a full weekend, yep. Okay. And uh, it's entrance by donation, so pretty accessible. Lots of Quidditch, lots of quality commentary. Yeah, that was you yesterday? <laughs> that was me on the oh, mic. That was yeah. very helpful. <laughs> very nice. It was really good. And then the national tournament is in Hamilton, Ontario. So also pretty close, and that'll feature teams from both the East and the West. So we have teams from BC and Alberta that fly out usually as well. Any American teams or not for the Canadian national oh, tournament? This is Canadian. Um, but there is an American league. Yeah. They have their own national tournament usually sometime in April, usually in the South. Okay. Uh, they have the, the blessed warm weather down yeah, there. Um, but we have played the American team, their na their national team at World Cup. Nice. And so that's usually where we come. How, face how did face. you do? Uh, Canada placed ninth. Placed that, ninth out of yeah. twenty-eight teams. Oh, that's that's good. right. Yeah. Awesome. And we we lost to the eventual eventual third place third uh, place Turkey. team. Yeah, Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, Turkey, so Turkey beat us out, and then they came in third, winning the bronze medal. So yeah. Belgium took silver, and U.S. took gold. So oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So so the Quidditch season starts like now, mm -hmm. and when does it end? Uh, so uh, we follow a collegiate schedule for the most part. The primary, uh, the the bulk of the teams that make up our league are university teams. Yeah. So our league starts in September and ends March April. Um, but there are summer leagues that exist as well. So there's a North American league that runs from May to August, and that's okay. called Major League Quidditch. There's only one Canadian team on that league. It's the Ottawa Black Bears. Uh, and have, they, we have Canadian players who play for the Rochester team as well. That's right. Down oh, and play. Yeah. That's so it's regional qualifications to be able to qualify to play for a particular team. Yeah. Cool. Um, and last question, unless you've got something else. Uh, are you Harry Potter fans yourselves? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a fun story. I guess there's, um, I'm sorry, it's the, the term is bigger in the UK Quidditch community more than here, um, yeah. but they, they say there are capes and there are jocks. Um, <laughs> capes come into it through Harry Potter, jocks yeah. come into it through the love of sport. Because there's yeah. a whole bunch of people on our team as well, on Team Canada, who've never read the books, they've yeah. never seen the movies. They just play it because it's fun and it's a really interesting sport. It's a great yeah. way to get active, stay fit. Um, I myself am a cape. <laughs> I came in through a love of Harry Potter when I was in school. I saw a posting that said Ryerson Quidditch practice. And I was like, how how, just like anybody else I yeah. said what, how does that what? work <laughs> so I showed up and over eight years later here I am still running around on a broomstick so <laughs> well, that's awesome how many uh, capes would you say versus jocks on the team Ooh. on our team on Ooh. our team it's probably fewer capes than there are jocks we yeah. are a community team yeah. so the draw is from people who Sports. love to play the sport yeah exactly so the sport is their major fuel but they aren't you know capes in their own right maybe not yeah, yeah, fans yeah. of Harry Potter but they the, yeah the percentage of nerdum in yeah. our team is is a high one for right. sure yeah. everyone geeks out over something yes. you just yeah. gotta find exactly. your geek exactly let your geek flag fly exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> or your real flag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. We got one, yeah. That's Excellent. So cool. Well, thank yeah, you very much, guys. Uh, and what was your name? Yara. Yara Kodersha. I'm one of the communications staff for Quidditch Canada. So. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And awesome. Craig, Katie, nice and to meet Laura you. of Mischief Manners Podcast. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. We'll yeah. Cool. Great. Thanks. Thanks so much. Take care. Who won? You you guys got second. So I play, I coach Valfreya. So Valhalla took gold this year. Yeah. Again, second year in a row. So. <laughs> yeah, the, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. That is all for this episode of Mischief Managed Podcast. If you like house points, um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to get in touch, we are on Instagram at Mischief Managed Podcast. We're on Twitter at Mischief Podcast. We're also on uh, Facebook, Tumblr, and Pinterest. So we're on all the things. Our Pinterest is particularly good. Uh, if you want to send us an owl, uh, email us at mischiefmanagedpodcast at gmail.com. Mischief Managed Podcast was co-created by the defensible Aaron Reinhold and original music by the redeemable Devin Highland. And as always, Mischief Managed. See him okay. finally. Dumbledore. We could do Dude Laws, Dumbledore. Dude Laws. Dude Laws. <laughs> <laughs> Hang ten, dude. <laughs> the dude abides. Yeah.